Hi and welcome to episode 43 of Extreme PC UK podcast. Today is the 28th of August, bank holiday, and I'm your host Nick, also known as Extreme PC UK on Steam, and joining me on the show today is... Hi, I'm Jansen, and on Steam, I'm Jay himself. Hello, I am Hans, and I'm Steam, my mail from hell. Hi, I'm Lee, otherwise known as Man City on Steam. Hi, I'm Zach, and on Steam, my name is Call Me Wacky. Yo, 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 people, we have hands back in the building for a little... Gaming sucks! Just for a little, <laughs> <laughs> you're known in the community now as a right old man. How do you feel about that? Everything's going to hell, man. I mean, except for you, you're stuck <laughs> here to, to poison all of our brains with your moodiness. <laughs> Somebody has to be the opposition in this one. <laughs> all right, let's move on. If you've got any questions, send them into extremepcuk at gmail.com. Also, we've got a Steam group which is called Extreme PC UK. We've got an Instagram. A Facebook, we, the Facebook you'll have to check out, it'll be under Extreme PC UK Podcast on Facebook. And we've got a Discord. If you want to join our Discord, just go to our website or you can go onto our Twitch and it's there just below the information. What's wrong with you people today? You're making me laugh constantly. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> never mind, never mind. The cogs in your head are turning over pretty slow, aren't they? <laughs> well, you normally moan about me going pretty too fast. So today I thought I'd slow it down a notch. And I'm getting, I'm getting little giggles between voice, between like sentences. <laughs> right, never mind, it people. Never mind. It must be because hands back made us all happy. So angry. <laughs> <laughs> right, um, Premier Computer Fairs. Check them out. Check out all the, the fairs. We nearly done one in Bristol, but we couldn't make it. So we had to cancel on that one, but we will be doing one very soon, as soon as there's one nearer to us. Looking forward to that, and you, Jance? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I definitely want to get into that and get some gaming as we've got the Tekken. I do like the Tekken. Yeah. Right, before we get into the news, I'd just like to say, first off, I'd like to say thank you for all the subs we've had on my Twitch channel this month. Uh, Insane one, he's done two months now, so uh, wicked. Cheers, much appreciated. Slim Timmy 13 and G Demario 80 thanks a lot for your subs, they mean a lot. Like we said before, if you're on Amazon Prime, you can do a free sub. And I've actually got a free sub to give to someone, but I don't know who's affiliated. So if anyone's affiliated, send me an email and I'll give you my sub because I don't really know anyone that's affiliated yet. Wacky, you could have been there if you put some more effort in. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's on his way. Yeah, he's on his way. He's on his way. I think his problem is he plays only PUBG at the moment. And when you play PUBG, you don't actually get a lot of viewers because there's so many millions of people watching it. But it's one of them games you, I just get so addicted to. I play other games and I'm like, I want to go back to PUBG. And it's just always <laughs> the, the game yeah. I go to. So. Yeah. But I'd like to say... That, you end up playing something like Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. <laughs> that's, on, that's on console, which oh, okay. we should never talk about. <laughs> I'd like to say also uh, thanks to everybody in the cheer league. Check that out, people. The cheer league uh, is getting bigger more people in there i'd also like to say on my twitch account now because we're getting a lot more viewers which i'm thankful for the game key giveaways because we give away random keys all the time is at every 15 viewers now not 10 so uh yeah check that out and thanks a lot to the people for that right itunes reviews sadly we have none this month so we'll have to move on without no itunes reviews but if you have got any just send them in go to itunes find our podcast and uh yeah we're really grateful for them to get us up the ratings and stuff right let's move on boys to the main thing news First off, I've had a lot of talk about this new app, Game Flip. Have any of you heard of it? No. None of you? Yep. 
Oh, you no. have heard of it. Do you use it, Hans, or not? I don't use it, no. I heard of it. It's uh, the online auction thingy, isn't it? Yeah, basically, if you play Rocket League, you can actually get all the free items and you can open up chests with keys and stuff. But them items are not like PUBG and the other games where they go into your Steam library, your inventory. So you're collecting all these things, but you can trade them with other people, but you can't sell them. And what this Game Flip app does, and I've downloaded it on iOS on my iPhone. Basically, what it does, it's a pairing company, which they turn it into money and they pair people together. So I can basically go on their website, find all my parts like for my car in Rocket League. Say I've got like a rare colored wheels or something. Say I've got green wheels. I can go on there, select that on their site and then say I want five dollars for it. And then what they do is they will set it up for sale as an auction or whatever so people can buy it. When that person buys it, you have to like sign a little like contract on, on their app. I just click a few buttons and then you say, right, I will between one day and five days, I will connect with that person, meet them on Steam and then trade. So like I got given two dollars on there for free joining up. I bought some pink wheels for my car. That guy that I bought them off, he then contacted me via the messaging system they've got. And he says, like, look, if you want to get on Steam tomorrow night, what's your name? He added me as a Steam friend. I jumped on at the time that he said. And then basically he just gifted me them wheels. But I would have used my money on the, the website to send to him. So it's a bit like, I don't know, it's a bit like a sort of PayPal account with them. But they do the trading for you, if you know what I mean. How much do they charge you? I'm not sure of the percentage, but it's only little because like the, a lot of the stuff for sale on there is between one and two dollars. So I think it's like 10p you get charged. With selling, say I want to sell it for five dollars, I'm always going to make that like one dollar profit, and then they're going to take like I don't know five percent of it or something. So with stuff where in game you're you're never going to have to sell it for money anyway. So if they take that little percentage, you can just put the price up a little bit, you know? Yeah, but isn't that kind of destroying the nature of the game then? I knew you was going to say that. <laughs> only you not really because the thing is i've got loads of like for me personally i like collecting all the cars and limited edition stuff because now in rocket league you get all these rare items which are colored so say i've got some limited edition wheels that i really like but i want them in the colors of extreme pc uk which is baby blue and pink i can then go on there sell my ones i've got and i would get like two dollars from them. then i can go and buy pink ones this kind of thing is what is destroying gaming but why because everything is about money. You want to make money. What's happened to the fun? That is true. I grant you that. That is very true. I've actually... We're going to be talking about PUBG in a little while, which you're really going to enjoy talking about, what I'm oh, going to no, say. No, not at all. <laughs> got some opinions on that one. Uh, uh, do you know what? Personally, my view on it is I understand where you're coming from because you're true to the heart gaming. You love story-driven games. But a lot of us aren't like that anymore. I was saying... Was it to you, Wacky? I was saying to someone recently... What's happened to gaming where it's not about the game playing anymore? It's more about winning. It's more about status. It's more about collecting things. And utterly, totally sucks. <laughs> I can understand what you're saying. But for me, you give me a game now like Rocket League where I can collect. Even if I pay for keys, I'm quite happy to play the for th that one item that's worth a lot the, of money. The thing, that, the thing that ruins it all is basically when someone brings out a single player game, and it's one of those games where you don't get no rewards, you can't sell nothing, you know what I mean? It's all like you play the game for what it is. That's how it should be. But it ruins them sort of games because kids are going to get them and think, oh, I can't make no money off this, see you later. So then that game just kind of gets for forgot, forgot and all that time and effort that someone puts into that game to make that game, and it is a really good game, doesn't get the reward it should do. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. That's why all these other games are destroying real games. Yeah, I mean, but in the indie scene, everybody was 
really happy with the indie scene a few years ago, right? Remember? Yep. Yeah. Indie games left and right, and now every indie game is about making money. Yeah. Literally. Now, if, you, if you make a good game and it's like playable then you're not really going to be bothered whether you can make money from that game or not. You're going to play it because you enjoy playing the game. Yeah, apparently yeah, that's not the case anymore because the thing is, yes, now, they want some, to be competitive. Some people now buy games and think, hold oh, a minute, this ain't online. I play it. Oh, yeah, it's good, but I'm not going to play it anymore because I'm not getting anything out of it. See you later. Is he talking about me, anyone? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? You're, okay. you're a big part of the reason gaming's going to hell. Yeah, yeah but I agree with that one. You've got to understand, your hands. It's evolution, mate. It's the way. The, it's technology. Now, when you played story-driven games years that's ago, that's not evolution. That's devolution, hear, by the yeah, way. Right, hear me out. In your eyes, <laughs> hear me out. Yeah. When you bought a game, like say your favorite game, name a game that you like playing, story-driven game, single player. Anyone? Anyone. Fight All right. Dark Souls Three. Dark Souls Three. You like that game because the gameplay was so hard and it was challenging. Yeah. Now, that's the way that old school games were. Nowadays, you've got games like Rocket League where you've got all these cases and they cost two quid. If people are willing to pay the money, they're going to keep putting them out, which is why you get yump because you think people should stop doing that and it will bring the games back to their original quality, yeah? But the point is, like myself, we've got to the point where I enjoy collecting them. I'm a collector. I enjoy like unlocking them stuff. I played a game, games like PUBG, Rocket League, for yeah, that. you would even pay money to collect stuff. That's yeah, wrong. Yeah, I will. I will pay. Uh, now, I don't actually buy things on on the games, but I, no, but you I would. That's what I, I'm saying. No, what I would do is if I could earn items on the games which I could sell, I would use that money to buy other items without a problem. But I do understand okay. where you're coming from about ruining the games overall. So but the wrong. thing is, so many the, levels. I mean... The thing, the thing <laughs> that you're talking about are collectibles, which don't change the gameplay at all. Yeah, the so when you're Yeah, when you're playing Rocket League, just because you put pink wheels on it doesn't make you better than the other person. So if you want to pay £10 for pink wheels, that's up to you. Yeah. But if but I they, just but... want to play the game and have a yeah, but that, car, that's I'll not my problem. My problem is other companies are taking the same concept, putting in single-player games. Hello, Ubisoft. That's just one example. Yeah. Yeah. But like, uh, I noticed it because well, I've come from console to PC. I used to play the living daylights out of Call of Duty. I don't mind the map packs, buying for new map packs, blah, blah, blah. But now they've got this new system and all the CODs that they do is get new guns. But you have to buy the crates to get the new guns. And then you, you go into a lobby and say if you don't want to get the gun, you go into the lobby and you start playing with someone. And someone's got that new gun and they're, they're rinsing you, they're killing you. And you know what I mean? The, it makes you want to buy that gun. We were talking yeah. about this before because Jansen was saying, like in Battlefield 4, I think it's in all the new Battlefields, you can just pay straight up like 80 quid and get every gun in a game. So you don't have to work yeah. for nothing. Yeah. So you've got all these people playing for months and months to build up XP and get all the new weapons. And you've got some guy who comes along, pays the money and has everything straight up. That's yeah. why I think it's wrong. So yeah, because you're, you're paying for an advantage over the other people. And basically that's cheating. Yeah, yeah so it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't make you like if you're a better player than them. As that's well. what's destroying games. But what I'm doing, hands, is makes no difference to the game I'm playing. The game is exactly the same. I'm making. How could you complain about making money off of a game? Like I'm going to go on to say about PUBG and crates in a minute, which will only be in a couple of minutes. But yeah, getting back to the game flip, we'll continue this conversation in five minutes when we get back to the PUBG because that I'm about to talk about, which is a continuation of this conversation. So we yeah, skip that for a second. <laughs> <laughs> and go back to the Game Flip app. Yeah, it's basically an app, and the main games on it is Rocket League, CSGO, all them sort of games where you can collect and sell. 
But if you check it out, all of these games, and it's console-based as well, because they make the money out of, say you put a fiver on that account, it's got nothing to do with putting it to anything to do with PlayStation or Xbox. So you can actually get these items on PlayStation. As long as just they're tradable on there, you can sell them on there, which is pretty cool because like people on consoles can do the same thing. You just select console version of Rocket League and you can still trade because essentially they set up the deal. You pay the money to them or they pay the money to you and then whoever's the seller connects to the other guy through the computer. Yeah, yeah. so they're like a broker. Yeah. So, yeah, they're doing all the legwork in between, but you actually sell between yourselves. You're doing the legwork of the trade and they're just handling the money. Yeah. So, in theory, but that, you're yeah, trading. They intro- yeah, they introduce you to each other. So you go to them yeah. saying, I've got this, I want to sell it. They introduce you to yeah. someone. Who someone looks buy. at their marketplace, goes, that's the bit I want. Then they yeah. text you on their app. And then you sign a little like a little agreement saying you're going to trade with me in five days. So then within that five days, the person who's selling will get in touch with you. And they will say, look, meet me on here at this time. And then they will do a free trade. So you'll get into a trade box with them, say Rocket League. They'll give you them wheels for nothing. And then that's it. The money's handed over a third party through the app. Yeah. So the game knows nothing about what's been paid for or not. Because then it, it basically is a way of having games where items don't have a value in-game, but you're putting a value on them by the rarity. So the market's building itself, if you know what I mean. So if I get some oh, rare white wheels, I could sell them for whatever willing someone's willing to pay for them. So someone might pay a £1,000 for them. Like you can get this gold trail, which is worth a lot, selling for like 900 quid on the app. That's an abomination. But it's not in that game. It's not because it's nothing to do with the gameplay. It's not paying to win, and it's not taken away from the game. Yeah, that's just someone who's got way too much money to spend and wants a fancy trail on their car. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's not it just, the game shouldn't be uh, making money. Hold on a minute, it's not. But the game just, isn't making money. Yeah, the game's not making any money from it. Yeah, that's even worse. I mean, <laughs> I, I understand where you're coming from, Hans, with what you're saying. But there's there's certain areas which. Are, are right and are not right in a way because with with this it's down to the person themselves it's not affecting the community of gaming or anything by buying a skin now if i was buying a, a character or a car which was better than everyone else's then it would affect the community in the gameplay but it's not in this this sense yeah and things like where you buy a game they give you free maps and then a month later they're like here's another free maps for 30 quid that's wrong yeah yeah, yeah i've got basically half a game and then now I've got to pay for the other half. Yeah, that's so, what Hans is getting at. Strictly against DLC yeah. and season passes, so... Yeah, yeah DLC, I, I agree, is wrong. Yeah, because the thing is, it's like they're ripping you off because they basically got all that stuff there and they're like, well, we're going to give them this, then later on we'll give them that, later on we'll give them that. And then, like, six months down the line, they're like, well, you can have everything half price because yeah. by then everyone's that- spent it, everyone's done with the game. That's that's company based. That's them. Yeah. Like, yeah, obviously, yeah. what what nicks nicks this app? This is like the pay. This is like third party. This is like Rocket League's not making any money out of it. Yeah, but that's why well, I yeah. think this is fine. This yeah. is just people and that's what I think. people, yeah. and they're making money on each other. They're not making money through like the games. The games aren't making any money, and it doesn't change the gameplay. It's just people trading like you would do at a swap meet. You've yeah. got something that you don't want, someone else wants it, you sell it to them. Yeah, yeah. like I want all the pink and blue items, but I don't want yeah. all the other colours that I've got. Uh, otherwise, I'd just be stuck with them, you know? Yeah, I love a mocking it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true, like, I, I've had it where I've got this stuff, and I'm like, with the people I play with, there's not enough people there with enough, they haven't got enough items to trade with me, so it's like I'm stuck with this stuff I don't want. 
but and that gives yeah. me an outlet to change the stuff but i do understand what you're saying hans with the dlcs with paid to win stuff like that because it is taken away from from these games but what i will say is which i was going to go on to but one of you cut me off was the other problem here like i said with evolution yeah is you've now got like started off with indie games and and over the last five ten years these little you've got one or two people making games at a time and they need to make money to be able to progress and that's the other issue they're building games but they're progressing as they're getting the money from people so they have to sell the games in order to continue now if i was making a game and i was running out of money and it was me and jansen making a game i would say like let's sell the game cheap like they do and when we get the money we'll keep investing the money to rebuild the game and that's what's happening but that's gone a good way as it's let, allowed a lot more people to build games, but it's also gone a bad way because it's brought this whole new thing to early access. Buy a game early access, play the game before it's made, and people just giving up. Do a game where you get loads of money, they, they give up on the game. You know, they've made enough yeah. money, why finish it? I do know Steam has brought out a new law uh, about a year ago where you actually, to be on Steam, you have to sign up to actually finish that game and you have to give a deadline. Of yeah, when. that's already failing big Is time. It? Yeah. Because I know There's that came into play. There's an extreme amount of crap coming on Steam like every week. Yeah. Like I said, it, it's evolution. Th this is going to happen. When you get loads of people now, That it's like over time, 10 years ago, you couldn't make a game that easily. Now everyone can make a game. Like You could learn a simple app to make basic games. You can download like the engines and you can learn and practice. You know, yeah, and, and like, Even like the SDK that you can get for your iPhone. You've yeah. got like 15-year-old kids downloading that and then making their own iPhone games. Yeah, so, you know, you, this is the way it's going to go. As the world gets smaller, as more technology evolves, you know, it's only going to be easier and easier to do this stuff. Now, the games you're talking about, Hans, are when you used to have 30 people, 50 people, 1,000 people building games, there was every little bug, it was fixed, every little thing was working. That's not the way it is anymore. Evolution has changed. The way the PCs have changed. You know, now people it's every time. It yeah, Tom, Dick and Aries, they're all doing it. The thing is, like, it's not going to change now. It's only, it's, it's only going to get, yeah, it's gonna get, get worse. more and more. It's, and then it, it's never going to go back to the way it was because people will start missing it and people will start saying, well, you know what I mean? Like, I don't enjoy playing your games anymore because I'm not getting anything out of it. Yeah, it's or like it will just go in a different direction and it won't be about making money on games. It will be something new that we haven't thought of yet and then everyone goes in that direction. Yeah, so, yeah. See, for me... Like, you lot have been talking about getting that new Call of Duty and stuff. Me, I'm like, 40 quid? I ain't getting that. I'd rather play some indie games. Yeah. Uh, and for me, that's the way it is. Right, let's move on anyway. That's enough about the game flip app. Check it out, people. Let us know what you think about it. And if you want to trade, yeah, hit me up. I'm up for trading. I've got loads of stuff to trade. <laughs> I'm looking let us know what kind of stuff. money you're making on it as well. Like, I think it's all it... like a dollar, most of it. Yeah, it. yeah, but is it people are just doing it because they want to get a little bit of money to spend a little bit of money, so it's more of a trade? Or are people actually doing it to make money it's a profit maker for no them. i don't think they are because put it this way in rocket league you do get free items every now and then say you get five rubbish items like the lowest tier items you can then mm. trade five of them in for one tier above if you get five of them items you can trade them for tier above and it goes on and on and on up to right really rare now mm. if you're actually willing to buy the keys which i do buy the keys i buy about 10 keys for i think for seven quid i do that probably once a month that last me a month and as i get crates i open them and you get rare items out there you've got a chance to get low medium or high or you get like a black market if you get a black market they're worth money so mm. i'm willing to take that risk because one i want the rare items for my car if i get a double or anything like that i'll just trade it's like like sticker books back in the day you know what i mean yeah i'll just trade them with someone but if i get the ones i want i'll keep them or i'll sell them you know so it, it gives you that whole possibility and 
at first I found it hard to believe that this app was like, you know, you see adverts and stuff like now that sound, don't sound right. Hmm. But I'd done it. And do you know what? The app to keep me in there, they gave me $2, which made me buy my pink wheels. You've all seen my pink wheels. They look pretty cool. So I don't see no harm in it. Yeah. What was the first game that's done this? Is it Team Fortress 2? That's the one I was talking about earlier. That's on there. Team Fortress 2, because that's another one where you, you can't... still play that? Yeah, there's like, my kids play that. But there's no... Really? You, all the items on there, there's loads of items you can win, but you can't sell them on Steam. You know, right. otherwise you just sell them on Steam. Like with PUBG, mm. you can sell like the stuff on Steam. But with this, you can't do that. So Team Fortress and Rocket League, all the ones that are in... Because these actual games hands have actually said they're not monetizing anything. They don't want it to do with anything with marketing because CSGO had massive gambling issues. People were gambling like on these sites where you give one skin and you can gamble to win skins every day. And apparently people like you are finding a way around it, huh? Mm, Not me, but Tom. (laughs) I know Tom, I think Tom won an 800 pound skin on there, you know? So, and he was on there daily putting his skins in and, and winning them out. It's just another so, form of betting, isn't it? Yeah, but the, the thing is, the, what these games are worried about, because like Rocket League and Team Fortress, they're, they're aimed at younger market. They don't yeah. want to be seen to be getting people into well, gambling. That That's when it started getting worse, is when kids started gambling on the uh, CSGO website. Yeah. That's when they stepped in. Yeah, because you go on any site, there's no over-18s. They might have a little thing that says, are you over-18s? Click yes, and then you can trade. But you're behind a computer. Yeah, so... <laughs> But yeah, they want you to stop that. But but all this app's done is allow that again. But you do have to you have to put a credit card or a bank card into this game app, this game flip. So if your mum and dad's willing to put it in there for you, then they've backed it anyway. So it's not like you can do it under eighteen. Yeah. You know. That's the worst thing about it because some mum and dads don't know what it means. Yeah. But that's technology. That's happening mm. everywhere. And then later on, they they see a bill for like eight hundred quid, and they're yeah. like, "What the hell's this?" And they're yeah, like, "I know a few people I, have done I bought that. a gold gun on the game." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get to your room. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, right. Let's move on because we will come back to that in a minute. That subject, like I said, first up, I just wanted to say last month we was talking about Twitch and we was talking about frame drops and stuff like that, and we wasn't really sure about what it was. I spent about a week every night looking into it and trying to work out, because every time I play PUBG, and I do know that it is down to PUBG that gives you the frame drops because their optimizations are so bad at the moment. If you do get these frames drops, it's an, there's a couple of issues that it can be. First one is, and you'll know this, Wacky, you know when you have your like stream labels yeah. and you have all your connections for all your pop-ups and stuff like that? Yeah, followers alerts and all that what it is when you have a connection from your obs to your followers on stream labels stream alerts or any of them sorts of sites there's a connection that loads up in your task manager and it's called cef bootstrap now you will have one of these files for every media source you put into your obs the way i learned about this i'm not 100 percent sure so if anyone knows different tell me but the way i learned about this was Every one of them follow alerts and stuff that you have connected to OBS will have one of these files running and it will be live in your task manager. The game, when you play, if you've got your scenes... Now, Wacky, how do you play? Do you have one scene or do you have all different scenes for different games? I have one scene, but one for console, one for PC. Oh, right. So you've got two scenes then. Yeah. And on them scenes, do you have all of your separate alerts on each one? Yes. Yeah. See, now what you should do really is when you put the second scene and you have the alerts you should just copy it from the first alert so on your first scene go to the alert right click it and do copy go to the second oh, yeah, one yeah, yeah, and yeah. do paste it so it's not a separate one but it's the same one twice it's the same one yeah and um, what happens is what the problem with this is basically obs is running too much stuff 
and the more of these CEF bootstrap EXEs you've got running is the more connections you've got. Now what I did first is I went in and I deleted them, stopped the services and I loaded it back up. Now they load back up fresh. What the problem is, OBS will, when you load your game up, say you load Rocket League, it looks for Rocket League in its history of games, yeah? And it will load that up. That game will come up on screen and it will stream it. Then say you go to Armour Free, it will come up and it will find Armour Free. Now, once you've got like quite a few games you've played, OBS actually gets used to these games running in the back, like for searching when they come up. And I might not be 100% sure, but this is the way I've learned and the way that is fixed it for me. If you rebuild the whole of your OBS, all of these bootstraps get wiped off. I was told it's actually down to OBS looking for what game you're streaming. So the minute you load up Rocket League, it looks for all the games you've played and it finds Rocket League. But then all these bootstraps load up. I completely wiped my whole stream off because I deleted them and they kept popping back up. So I wiped the whole stream off. I deleted my scene because, you know, you've got all your files saved in like a... Well, I have. You'll have a file which will say like my stream setup, And in there yeah. you'll have all your backgrounds, all of your like alerts and all that sort of stuff. I just went back in, put all my backgrounds back up, put my camera back in all new. And I rebuilt the whole stream basically. But what I done this time is I built it per game. So Rocket League will be on a Rocket League scene. And then I'll copy that and I'll have it say armor free for an armor free scene. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that way, every time you load up OBS, it looks for that game under that heading straight away because it's already been loaded up once rather than going through a list of games and trying to find the one that it wants to put up. Might sound a bit confusing, but that's the way I've managed to fix it for me. Only thing mm -hmm. that didn't fix is PUBG that still runs on low frames. And I'm sure it's down to their poor optimization of the game. Yeah. Did, did the, you... the thing is, the thing that annoys me, like, the game runs fine, it's just the OBS doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do find that sometimes my OBS, like games like Rocket League, will stutter on the screen. But as long as the frames are high still at the bottom of the OBS, it's all good. Yeah. You know, don't worry about watching. Like me, when I'm streaming, I'll have my phone with a, a wireless connection and I'll have it seeing if it's streaming all right. And yeah. all the time that that's smooth on there, I don't care what the OBS shows as long as it's smooth on my phone. Because that's yeah. what 99% of people are watching it on, you know? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that file was called CEF Bootstrap. I just closed them all down, restarted it, and then I rebuilt my whole stream. As long as you keep your streams to the separate games in the scenes, you should be all right. Let me know, people, if you do this and if it works for you or if it doesn't. I haven't spoke to an official OBS-like person or anything. I just trialed and errored it, and I looked up little bits of information about these different files. It's opening when OBS opens up, what goes on in your task manager and stuff like that. And I sort of just went from there. But let me know what you lot, what happens with you lot and message us in at, at extremepcuk at gmail.com because you might have more information than me. It's a good start, Wacky, isn't it, for you? Yeah, yeah. Have you tried it yet or not? Yes, I have. Did it work? For a little while and then yesterday I streamed and it didn't do it as bad, but it's a lot better. But yeah, you're still using I the same scenes though, aren't you? For different yeah, no, but because I, 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 I recently reinstalled all my PC again, didn't I? Yeah, but what I'm um, saying is you're still using the one... Oh, yeah, I'm using one... Yes, yes, yeah, I am doing that. I haven't changed that. That's what but I have like. noticed a difference when I've I've reset all my stream and just use still use, like, the same... How many games seat. have you streamed since? Mainly okay. PUBG. H how many games, though, in total? Have you played other games? Well, no, because the other ones are on console. Oh, right, so there was in the other one. Hmm. Yeah. Well, we'll have to play it by ear and uh, see what happens with yeah, you. Yeah, I have a feeling it's down PUBG. I think PUBG just doesn't, like yeah. you said, it's not fully optimised for a PC. The yet, more people so. that get back to us and let us know if it's fixed it or if it's still a problem for you, you know, let us know you, what you think. You can put it on our Discord in the um, in the Extreme PC UK room and just have a chat about it. People will be talking about it in there. 
and we'll just try and see if it works for so many people. Some people might have tried something else, change the setting, and between all of us, surely there's lots of streamers we should be able to uh, work out what fine detailing can change it. But mine, mine's working fine since I done that. It was a fix for me. So, but right anyway, that's uh, the Twitch fix. Moving on, we're going to get back to crates and that quickly for my, my next bit of information I want to talk about. And we was talking just now, yeah, about the, the games and prices and stuff. And Hans, I know you disagree with it all, but, you know, this is what it's become. PUBG, I've been making cash on it. <laughs> you say that like you're rolling in it. I, I call seven how, pounds. How much have you made? Yeah. I call seven, seven quid in like a couple of weeks rolling in it. <laughs> That's enough to buy me a free game, dude. He's making it rain. Games should not be about making money. <laughs> <laughs> they shouldn't be, but I can't help it. Man City, you know, you've been playing a game with me, and I'm like, yes, two quid. I've just yeah. got another two quid. See, you know what? What I, with this with this <clears throat> PUBG stuff, that um, they introduced this crate where you buy a key. I bought one key, yeah? And I thought, all right, I'll give Have it a try. A See, I bought one key, yeah? I opened one crate. Never again. you got, got the same. I got the same crap as I did last time. What, when it was free? When it was free. Oh, I was just like, it's not this. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's because well, it's a scam. It's yeah, no, that's what I thought. I'd try it, see what I get. Might I get lucky, might not. But if not... Do you I'm know what doing... Do you know what I like about this? What I think takes the right piss is they had all this key... Because they said they'd never do keys and that, didn't they? Yeah. And their, their excuse for putting keys out there was, we need to fund the competitions. We're never going to be in the competitions. <laughs> so we're paying for the top people to go in a competition, which the competition they just did was only for top streamers and top players, yeah? Yeah. But we're the ones paying for it. Halo, they started their they started their, uh, their new like league up, but they made it like... Crowdfunded. Crowdfunded, that's it. <laughs> they made it that, so like... Because people enjoyed Halo competitive, but it died. But a lot of people still enjoyed it. So I think yeah. they was like, we'll bring it back, but... You've got to, you've got to play a part in it, basically. Yeah, and see, that's all right because then the people who are involved are the people who pay for it. Yeah, yeah. but this is basically everyone. If you want to make it, if you want to get any nice clothes in the game or character change a character, you're going to pay two quid. It would be all right if they had more drops, which were worth more money than two quid. So yeah, you make the money back every now and then. I went onto the Steam market yesterday, and I was like, all right, let me see how much these things are selling for. Yeah, for the yeah. original player unknowns full kit, like bandana the big cloak and everything that you get 1600 quid and there's four of them available that's the thing people are paying for them then prices are set <laughs> by who's paid for them last now <laughs> this is what i was going to say i i sort of got bored of PUBG because of the, the frames drops because of the I, I don't know it just it just sort of got a bit boring because playing it all the time and i went yeah, away from you've it not won it yet no, I haven't God. won it either. That's even worse. <laughs> yeah. But I came second, yeah, by just laying on the grass with no weapon in the middle of the map. And I went off and done my own thing. I came second and got 500 points. And I weren't even at the computer. I just sat there doing my work. And a two-pound <laughs> crate. Yeah, and that's the point. I started doing this, like, farming. Every day, I'll go on there. I'll play a game. I'll just make it to the last couple of minutes. Get le- le- but you're not even off. playing the game, though. No, no. I'm just laying on the grass. Cause... But, this is but the that, does, that, that defines the point of playing the game. Do you know what the funniest <laughs> thing was, though? The funniest <laughs> thing of this was, yeah? It's the furthest he's got. I just laid <laughs> in the grass, yeah, with no weapon, because I'd landed in the middle of the map where I thought it might be, and it just so happened it was there. I laid in the grass. Every time the circle got smaller, I ran, just laid down. And I weren't even that bothered if I got shot, because I didn't really care, because I was just getting points. I wasn't playing the game. But the, the point about this is, I got second place and I got 500 points. Now, I'd done what? that to make See, to make a crate. 
I, I, I got a crate from that one game, yeah, because I already had so many points on my account. I sold that crate instantly for two quid on Steam. All right, fair enough. If you're playing a game and you're getting all these little things... That's not playing a game. Like, <laughs> no. I'm not talking to about him. I'm saying if you play a game and you get the crates and you sell them, you do what you want, but you're playing the game still, yeah? But if you do it the way Nick does it, don't play the game. I Wait, don't want to be in a lobby if, where there's about six people laying on the ground. I'm like, dude, what they, they do? <laughs> it, it, it goes both ways at the end of the day, doesn't it? If they want to start selling crates for two quid and it puts the market up where people are buying crates for two quid, expect people like me to be laying in the grass doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. so this is, the, this is the game shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah. Trying to make money on the people that are playing, you're yeah, going to but... get profiteers coming in. And ruining the like game Nick. for the others. The thing is, yeah. though, when you go on to CSGO, I don't see people standing there at spawn. They get kicked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you so don't get kicked so in this game. But the point yes, is... The point surely, is, if you're away from keyboard for 10 minutes... But why are you going to complain? You if you're playing the game and there's a guy laying in the grass, it's an extra kill for you. Yeah, but sometimes you, I won't even notice you're in the grass. We're running past you, shooting people. That's I get killed. Point. And there's a person next to me laying in the grass, not getting shot at. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's my next point. I laid in the grass just thinking, nah, let's see what actually happens. And the amount, I, I swear, 30 people came past me. One of them laid next to me, he was about a metre away, and he didn't even know where I was. When I got to the last, the last circle, yeah, where I'm laying, I'm laying outside the house the guy's in, under the windowsill. And he's just <laughs> running around. He's ran past was me. He the, was he the last guy? Was he the last guy I knew was the last guy? Yeah. Why didn't you get up and shoot him? I didn't then have you a gun. Have a gun. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. <laughs> well, <I was> there. <laughs> Yeah, get a circle. chance to win there. Is and then... this really how you play video games? He's <laughs> not playing the game though. <laughs> I wasn't playing the game. I was doing some. I was doing podcast editing, so I just left it on the other screen. What you're describing now is everything that is wrong with gaming at the moment. Wait, mate, I can tell you right now, it might be wrong with gaming, but if I've made eight quid nearly in the last two weeks on that game, it is an abomination. You like, got, got your bit miners, which are just bits, yeah. You like you you, you, you get your crypto keys and stuff like this, and then you got a nick miner, which is six in the game, <laughs> mate. And gets all the stuff without... Don't, don't get me started on miners, please. <laughs> I'm not saying that I'm like the tightest get around, but I've always said to everyone, I've always collected, you know what I'm like, I collect everything but in game. But not collecting! No, but, even, but listen to that, hear me out, yeah? Even if the game can't make no money off of it, and I'm playing a game, say, like Rocket League, I don't know, whatever game, CSGO, I still collect, I play that game to get drops, to get new stuff. Now, if I get a game where stuff's worth money, I'm a hundred times worse because it's like, ooh, I could get this for seven p, or it could be ten pound. Ooh, I'm going to sell you, this. Don't you like? Then you get a game like PUBG, which comes along and guarantees me to get two pound every crate. Don't you like the pro- progression of like when you first when I first jumped in the game, I didn't have a clue what I was doing. Then I slowly like grind the game out, and now I'm getting better at it. I'm winning games. You know what I mean? And that that gives me a better feeling than laying in the grass. And getting a few pound, but that's the point. That's, it, I, I don't understand it. It really, just, really. It's just yeah, the way I, really I am. Like, I'm not being funny. <laughs> I know there's more people like you though. That's the thing. Ninety percent of the games I've got in my Steam library, I've got four hundred and fifty games. Ninety <laughs> percent of them are given to me free to do reviews and play and do stuff with or promote them or whatever. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if I've got them games for free. What matters is I've got a game that I can make money in my Steam account. So if I can make like five quid in my Steam account, you know, I can buy more keys on Rocket League. Yeah, but the thing is, you're not playing the game. You're, Dude, you're seriously doing work. Shoot yourself so, in the foot or something. I mean, get a lobotomy, anything. But I'm not doing work you because could, I'm... you could basically put letters <laughs> in envelopes for a company and get paid for it. So you could do that whilst you're watching TV and get paid like you're, you're not like getting paid basic wage for doing what you're doing. Mate, yeah. We're talking <laughs> about work here, and we're talking about game work. 
Yeah, but you're not playing the game. I'm editing. Just not be work. You're not playing the game, though. This this, this, this is you're lying in the grass and you're doing something else. This is not gaming. (laughs) (laughs) This is being being (laughs) AFK away from keyboard. Not even doing it. No, I'm at the keyboard. I'm going to go out clubbing. I've been editing the podcast, so I'm at the keyboard. But at the end of all of that, you made yourself like a couple of quid. Yeah. He gets a real life chicken dinner. Yeah, I could <laughs> buy a chicken dinner in McDonald's for that. But it's you're talking about penny profits. You're not even He's playing doing the it game. for the fun of it, isn't it? I d- I don't think there's a game. If I if there was a, if I was making like mega money, I'd do it. But if I'm not making mega money, if I'm making two pound, I'd rather just go to work. You ask any millionaire, look after the pennies and the pounds will look after themselves. <laughs> 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 you should hang your head in shame. Mate, I don't have shame. I don't care. I'm not being You're funny. See, see, people, this is what's wrong with gaming. Nick's These with are gaming. the kind of people who are destroying gaming. Like yeah, Nick. Never mind. <laughs> I'm not being funny, though. You've got to be honest. Come on, people. Yeah, we all play PUBG. It's the biggest game at the moment. Yeah. No. Nope. Everybody plays it. And it's nope. sort of, I think they've gone, they've gone uphill, they've peaked, and now they're starting going downhill again. Nah, more nah, things... They just brought in the new, new statistics of, yeah. it's the third biggest game on the No, it's good. today it's hit the top. It's, it's gone yeah, higher yeah, than Dota good. today. I'm not getting at that. What I'm getting at is, the actual game quality, it got really good, and now it's like the optimizations, the quality of the game, it's getting worse, it's getting slower, it's getting more erratic, it's get, the frames are dropping. But you it's know? still an early access game. Yeah, but my point is, it got really good. It's like they're going. It's, it's sort of going away now from what he was his original yeah. aim. Was what to I get. think is good. What he's done, yeah, he's got an unreleased game basically to the top of Steam. And so, like, what do we do now? Game. No, but you have got games like AAA games that are yeah. probably just sitting there thinking, shouldn't we hire him and get him to build games for us? Because he's got something right going on, and we ain't. Man, they're all going to try and copy it now, aren't they? Yeah, of course. Gonna, I know that, but I'm just saying, but out. they need to find that next person that's got something like this. Yeah, Why? The thing is, Don't worry about it. Him. Just play the game and earn £2 every crate. He, right. he got lucky because at the end of the day, he built such a simple game, but everyone loves it. The thing is, though, H1 kicked off this Battle Royale stuff. Yeah. yeah. Pa- Player Unknowns bought the, like, making it look a little bit more realistic. Yeah. The... Because it's more arcadey. H one was more arcadey. But H one Z one had a lot of I, when I was, I used to really like that because I like the concept of a lot of earning all the guns because in that you've got loads of different. But unlocks. that game went downhill because it's hackers and pub, stuff. Not hackers, but the 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 people making the game. I think they just fell off. You know what I mean? Really? Like there's so many bugs in the game. There's hackers running around in that game now. Yeah, that's what I and, mean. Do you know what I mean? Where PUBG, they're kind of on it at the moment, so any hackers and stuff, they get banned. Anything you get Where, banned. Yeah. So H1Z1. I'll get banned for, for milking crates. Because <laughs> I don't like it. Yeah, don't. <laughs> <laughs> get banned for lying in the grass. For at the end of the day, yeah, that yeah. boys. I no saw, farming. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, it works like this. They brought monetized crates in, yeah, where you're earning points. And they've allowed you to have these money on these crates in Steam, which goes by like the stock market of Steam, yeah? So yeah. more that goes by supply and demand. So the more people that want to buy these crates, if there's more people buying than there is actually earning them, the price is going to go up, yeah? We all know it works. I see an opportunity where there's, I, I can play the game and I can get crates and I, I was opening them and I was getting like 2p, 4p items, which I've got triples and quadruples of the same clothes. So I thought, right, I'll see how much I have to sell them. I looked, they started off at a pound, they went up to two pound. That crate that you could have got for 1,200 points which for the key, which now you can't actually get the crate, you have to buy it, tonight they've hit three quid, you know? So if they are yeah. doing that, 
then more full steam, more full them. Even though they're making profit out of it, good to them, fair play. But they're not going to moan at me for, for milking it because they're making profit out of it themselves. Yeah. You know? No, they're not going to moan at it. you. It's exactly. like the other players are going to moan at you. Well, that's down to them. They're the other part. They're allowing of, it to happen. Yeah, they're allowing it to happen. But what, what they need to see, if this keeps on going on, then people will just not play PUBG because you only have 16... You have you have a hundred people drop in, and there's going to be fifty laying on the ground in the grass, and we can't find them. Yeah. So then, what's the point of playing yeah, a game? No, because you're you're actually wrong. Because if you jump into a game and there was say fifty people laying in the grass, you wouldn't complain about it because you'd go through that game killing loads of people. Yeah, but that's that's, no, that's, like easy. Said, that's easy. That's easy. There's not a grass. No one saw you. Yeah, yeah but, but, that's, but how but many? Is, all right, how many games have you lot played where you've got fifty people laying in the grass? Yeah, but the thing is, I'm just saying, if it gets to that point, then it ruins the game. But what it I'm trying to say to is, point. it what? well, you're doing it. <laughs> yeah, that's just because I'm well, an arse I'm, and I don't yeah. care. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, <laughs> it, people play this game quite competitively. And if you've got 50 people laying in the grass... Then you get 50 kills. There's no comp- no, one's no but complain. there's no competitive in it. But no one's going to Why would go up against someone and have a good full-on gun battle All right, and be involved so be in a gun to battle? Be totally honest. When was the last time you was running through, you saw something in the grass, a land there, you shot him and you went, oh, that guy's not playing properly. You didn't. You ran up to him, you went, ha he's laying in the grass. Bang, shot him in the head, took the points. I was like, wicked, that's an easy kill. Next. No, normally if he normally he's laying in the grass, moving about and trying to shoot people. I don't mind that. I've never gone up to someone, see him laying in the grass, AFK. The only people I've seen AFK is people that drop off at the end and just stand in there. Not hiding, not anything. If they're standing there, all right, they're not playing, going to kill him. But if they're physically but yeah, but going was... ra- running around finding a bush laying down but yeah but yeah that's and... the point i wasn't just laying in one position the whole time every time a circle moved i got up moved about you know i, I moved into the next position where i thought i'd be safe laid down there <laughs> you're my strategy not... wacky you're talking to a brick wall in this case <laughs> <laughs> my strategy was to sneak it's my not ninja. a strategy it's an abomination all right, all right. what you're doing and you should shame yourself right, segue here yeah I was ninjaing my way all the way to the uh, middle of the circle to see how far I could get. And all I right, got right. seconds. No, you were talking about getting crates and money. Yeah, uh, let's, let's, exactly. let's segue to the PUBG comp, yeah? What all this was all about, all these money stuff and all this malarkey, yeah? This is your so, part of your news as well. This anyway. is my part of the news. So I'm trying to segue it out of this thing because we're going to be on here for ages. <laughs> <I? laughs> <laughs> on to this comp. Did anyone watch it? No. No. I was too so, busy farming crates. Ob- <laughs> <Yes>. Obviously, <laughs> this money... Grass. This money that um, people playing to get crates will go, went into this invitational. Obviously, you had all your top streamers and your top like pro players that play this See, game. That, that annoyed me as well because it was like, yeah, we're going to do a new competition. It's going to be the first one for PUBG. Who are we going to invite? We're going to invite all the top streamers and all the top the, players. The thing is, though, it's where they've done it. It's at Gamescom. You can't sit there and start inviting like every man and his dog to Gamescom <laughs> just to play PUBG. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. they're, they're they not... invited me. Gamescon is there. I've shown them the skills of hiding in the grass. <laughs> or lying in a bush. Yeah, I bet <laughs> you I could have got to second with all of them. <laughs> but what, what, but if it's the first one as well, they need to, like, get all the top people in. Yeah, of course. But course. I heard a lot of bad is, things. But no, 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 but this is more the like this is more competitive people. They've seen the competitive people. They've seen the people that play it a lot, which have put a lot of effort into this game, which has built, built, built its publicity. And which they've just kind of rewarded them people that have put in the effort and they're like top people on, on Twitch. Dr. Disrespect like, there. Dr. Disrespect didn't go, but <laughs> I think he did get fired, Funny but that. he just didn't go. Yeah. 
but obviously, yeah, he had that falling out. He would have well. turned up and they would have gone banned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there is a lot of people that played a game and they've kind of been rewarded by this invitational. And it was quite, in, like, for me, I, I, I do play, try and play games competitively. I'm not the best, but I, I like to play competitive. competitively as well. But if I'm doing something mm. else, then I don't see the harm in <laughs> making two quid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. There was controversy that obviously they do they've done first person solos, they've done third person solos, they done duo solos, duo first person, and then they did so they've squad done solos. The squad yeah, they did every every aspect of the game they did. Okay. What doesn't help is they still got this the circle will fall anywhere. And the circle will either fall on land or in water. And when they fall in water, you've literally you can't shoot no one. Do you know what I mean? If you're all in the water just hovering around this circle, it's gonna be Last person to stay alive is going to be alive. So there's a there's a bit um and ahhing about that because obviously it just brings out the fun and like that, takes that, the fun away from I the heard, game. Though. I heard there was a massive upset because the way they done the points for the the point winning. system. I've I've got the point system here. Yeah. So the last the, the last people in the duos, I think it was, it was Cloud Nine or some other team. They both got the same points, and it was like. The first rule was total points, ranking points, and kills. Yeah, but well, the way they've done it changed the dynamic of the game. And instead yeah. of people trying to get to the middle and attack each other, they changed the rule set so everybody just tried to hide, like me. Because if yeah, they yeah, made course. it to yeah, the yeah, end, yeah, yeah. if they made it to the circle without they being seen, they got more points. And yeah. with loads of people complaining because normally they play attacking and they just go through the game killing but people. It, this, is, this is the reason why it was kind of an experience for them as well. It's their first one. Yeah. All the all the pro players kind of sat down with the devs of the game and said, "Look, you need to sort this out. You need to sort this out. This went right. Your ranking system's all wrong." Yeah, Let's but that's the problem. The if you want to watch a tournament, now they've done a tournament for the people so people can watch a tournament. But then, who wants to watch someone like you saying me hiding in the grass? No one wants to see that. And lots of people complaining because where they change the dynamic. If they had done the game on normal points, whoever got the, the number one was no, the winner. It would have been fine, but because they'd done it but, where if you make it to the last, stay alive the longest, people... Nick, they were hiding, but they weren't hiding in the grass and just sitting there and walking yeah, away. but that's what I'm saying, they were hiding, <laughs> but this is not from me, this is from the actual, the news bulletins I get about gaming. People yeah. complaining that they wanted to watch a good tournament and see yeah, the but top then players they, killing each other, but they was all hiding. Of course, but they took advantage of this pointing system, and then what, what, what the next one should be is basically... You get punished for it, or you won't get enough enough points. I mean, it's all like a learning curve for him, I guess. Yeah, maybe. I'm not obviously. It's not fun to watch. If it's not fun to watch, no one's going to bother watching it again. Yeah, a lot of, you, if they did the points where you get more points for killing people than you do for getting to the end, then that just takes the aspect out of the game. Yeah, but then the thing is, it's like you want to get to the end to be the winner, but as well, you want to kill as many people on the way. Yeah, they should have done it where. First place, second place, third place, fourth place, and fifth place. Maybe even up to ten. Start off with ten points for number one, then nine points for number two, eight points for number three. And then, so everybody wants to get to the end of the game, but they've got to get points, so they want to kill people to get that extra 30 points or 20 points or whatever it is each time. Yeah. That, that would have been the way to do it. And then have so many rounds, so everybody's got a fair chance, like 30 rounds, and whoever's got the highest points at the end of that, everyone's got equal chance to get their points. It's a little bit like a Formula One sort of scoreboard, you know? Yeah, because if, if people are spectating, they want to see action. They don't yeah. want to see people sitting in bushes. But if it's not spectated, 
then it doesn't matter. Yeah. Then yeah. if you want to hide and you want to camp, then that's fine. But it was massively watched, wasn't it? And a lot of people complained. It was massively the watched. Gameplay but the thing boring. is, like, all, it, all it's going to be is they fix it by the next one. If you watch the next one and yeah. it gets as much views as it did, and the same problem is still there, then that's when you start seeing a decrease in people watching it. Yeah. Obviously, this is the first one. Yeah, I so get people what you're saying. Like, people are going to be like, oh, I'm going to watch the second one, but if that's still there, I'm not going to watch it again. Yeah. What so kind the, of prize money was given for it? I think it overall. 100 grand, wasn't it? No, 350 grand. Yeah, so that's a total giveaway. That's a total giveaway money. So it was yeah. split between the six top people game modes that they did. Yeah. And then obviously the six game modes that they did, plus you got, I think they pay up to the third person. So you got, they split that money into another yeah. lot of free. So, so obviously it's 50 grand, 20 grand, or 10 grand or something. Yeah, and then obviously the teams, yeah, if they got four people in a the team, then they've got to split it again. Yeah. <laughs> so in but the no, end, they didn't make a lot of money. They but... probably made their bus fare own. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the but events people I, are walking there away was... with deep pockets. <laughs> yeah. There was some controversy from it, but I do think, I just, I don't know. I think once it gets to a bigger game, I don't know if they need to put crates in. I hope yeah. they don't put crates in because them crates are just useless. Yeah, now nah, them crates are to stay, mate. They're not going to go nowhere. They're making money out of them. Whether they dress it up they as are, it's the competitions. Obviously, it goes back down to again. You've got to remember, I, the, the guy turned around and he said, in public, to everyone that's watching, oh, of course, yeah. he said, I will not make this monetized. And then he comes back, like we said last month, he comes back at, uh, six months later and goes, look, things have changed. We're making it monetized for this reason. Whether yeah. it's that reason or not, he's making a lot of money out of it. He's he's already got so many sales. He's already a billionaire, or whatever. From that, now he's like, I can make more money out of it. Why do I care? I can walk away from this game now and make a fortune still by people just buying yeah. keys, keys, keys. All he's but got to do is, is get is, a group of developers only... like to make a few cl- outfits every now and then, and people are continue yeah. buying. All, all I'm worried about is as long as they don't put play to win guns. Like if they put yeah. guns in there that ruins the games, I don't care. Nah, they they won't do cosmetic, that now. They, if they put cosmetic stuff in there, I'm not worried about it. As long as they keep pumping out patches for all these little fixes, yeah. make it into a full game, which is enjoyable, because I, I do find this game enjoyable every night I get on and at least play one or two games of this game. Yeah. As long as they keep it consistent and just don't fall off. Yeah. But like all joking um, aside, to be fair, I like playing this game. I like to play it in teams and I play it seriously most of the time. You know, yeah. when the crates are selling for two, three quid, I, I'm editing the podcast, sitting in bored, listening, deleting out all the ums and ahs and all the, all the rubbish bits of the <laughs> podcast. You know, at the end of the day, if I can play it out on the side and just like hide, play a little bit more hide, you know, and make... But I, just, I don't... I, obviously, we can go on for ages about this, but <laughs> I don't think we ever get to the bottom of... If Wacky's right going to rig them up, so this extreme piece of UK is <laughs> cheating and he's making money out of his, <laughs> yeah. his account. No, but this goes back down to every game, you know what I mean? If yeah. everyone, everyone's jumping on this bandwagon of microtransactions. But I can't help you it, You can man. sell this stuff. Like I said, two quid's nothing to me, but it's yeah, the fact that I can get it for nothing. It's because of people like Nick. They know yeah. there's a bunch of Nicks out there that they <laughs> To me, I do find it ruins. Don't get me wrong, I'm a hypocrite because I, obviously I have maybe paid... Like when I played FIFA, I was the worst at FIFA. You get paid at the end of the month, about at least 100, 200 went on to FIFA on pack. Yeah, it's, it's the that, same as Ballistic Overkill. We played Ballistic Overkill for months. It was early access and only a certain amount of people had the game. And you've got these rare items in there, rare cases like CSGO, but the cases are free. You don't need yeah. any keys for them. I unlocked one gun that was worth about 12 quid. Jansen unlocked one that was 30 quid. The prices, as the game came more and more popular, went down slowly. 
but I've still got them guns. Jansen's like, it's just a skin. I don't care. Take it. It's 10 quid. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. yes, 10 quid for a, for a gun. My one, I'm like, mm. oh, when that gets up to 30 quid, I'm going to sell it. I look at it as that's an investment of another game. So I've made out that out of a game. So it's all good. No comment. <laughs> right, I think it's time to move on anyway. Right, Jansen, what's your news? My news this month is about some new Razer hardware. Okay, what is it? So basically, Razer had released the Lancehead Tournament Edition mouse a few months back. Sounds and crazy. Yeah, it's it's their latest mouse, and it's top-end everything that they've got I'll ask you on one it. question before you carry on? Go on. Has it got the buttons on the left-hand side? Well, the thing is, I was going to get into that, because ah. this is actually an ambidextrous mouse. Oh, wicked. Go on, carry yeah. on, and I'll listen. Yeah, so... They they released the standard version of this a few months back, and they've only just released the whole range in white, but they're calling it Mercury White. Is it white uh, and blue? I think you showed me a picture. No, it's all white, but it's got grey accents on it. So I think that's why they're kind of going Mercury, because that kind of silvery grey and white. All right, cool. It's full RGB logo, lights down the side and on the wheel. Is that um, with a program, though? The Razor's program? Yeah, yeah, it's the Synapse 3. That so that, that always annoys me a little bit, because it's like, you get a new mouse, you get this and that, you get your keyboard, and it's like, right, let's have 50 programs so we can make them all coloured. Yeah, well, the thing is, it's like, once you open the program and you set everything up, you don't have to have that running in the background. Oh, so, right. So it's a bit like a Hubox. Once it's set up, you can just yeah. take it off and it'll just continue to, to have memory. Yeah, because what they're saying is that the mouse has its own internal memory, but they also use a cloud service as well. So if I set up my mouse here and then I save my profile, it'll save it to the cloud as well. And if I came to your house to do a LAN party and I'm playing on a different computer, but I bring my own mouse, I can then... it's got to set up some kind of connection then to the cloud. So you've got to have some other third-party program running. Yeah, uh, it, it runs in the background, but it's like... But it's still another program running. I hate all these other programs. Yeah, it's it's whether you, you want to go that far with it. But the whole thing with the Synapse software is that you can run everything, all the LEDs in your PC, your mouse, your keyboard, if you've got an RGB mouse mat, any external lighting as well. And you can have p- patterns running through each peripheral as like a, a wave. Yeah. Before you would have certain patterns going on in your PC, certain patterns going on the keyboard, but you can actually have this flowing all connected from one end of your desk all the way to the other and back so, again. See, for me personally, that is, I do like that when it's like that, when you get everything flowing together. But hmm. the problem for me is I hate it when I've got to plug a new mouse in or a keyboard and each one of them has got its own separate program. And no, like, it's all, it, it's, it's all. It's a way of keeping you going with Razer for everything, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. But uh, this one is obviously, if you have your Razer and your keyboard and your mouse, it all goes through that one program. I know, obviously, with your other programs, I like, say if you've got a different headset or yeah, blah, blah, blah. But I, I guess that's just company-based, isn't it? I don't think yeah. you're ever going to get away around that. And the thing is, I don't think Razer are thinking, well, let's bring out this software to link everything so people buy just from us. They're doing it so that if you do buy from them, you are able to link everything. So I think I see it more as a bonus that yeah. they could have just given you software where it's like, yeah. okay, my mouse is green, my keyboard's blue. Yeah, but do, yeah. you, do you ever feel, just the way I feel about this, do you ever think, oh, not another program? I never I never have the... Uh, it's never any of their programs that I've had, like the, the CAM software and the, the Razer software and all this software that you get. 
I'd never see it have a problem with my computer, so I don't worry about it. Yeah, it just annoys me when I go down because I like to have minimal in my um, like taskbar and in my, oh, of course, my yeah. icons. And it just annoys me when like I've got my Hubox one down there, I've got cam software, and then you've got like one for your keyboard. So that's why with my keyboard and stuff, I just go for like an ambidextrous mouse so that I can not worry about it with just whatever mm. color lights on it and my keyboard the same because yeah. simply I don't want to have more programming on my computer. Just even if it's a tiny one that runs a minimal processor or whatever, it's still something else to show up. Yeah, but for me, it it's not a big issue. Like if I've got small programs running in the background, mm. it's it's not an issue for me personally. Maybe it's like, just you know, not my personal preference. Yeah, yeah, mm. it might bother other people, but mm. it's not an issue for me. What do you think of the uh, quality of Razer products? Yeah, well, this is one thing I was going to touch on because this is the first Razer product I've bought recently. So, I uh, I didn't think Razer was anything that special years ago when i was buying stuff yeah, they've been around just, for ages haven't they yeah yeah and in the beginning i thought well it's just as good or bad as everything else i'm buying you, but, you just saw it as one in third party off the market sort of yeah, cheap yeah. mouse or mats or yeah like so yeah i i think recently razor's been quite innovative with their designs and what they're coming out with and that's why i kind of was drawn more towards them than other brands i was looking at but for me personally, I've got a white setup, so I needed a white mouse. Mm. And that's why I've been holding off for so long, because all the white mouses that I've seen, they've all been these cheap imports, and I didn't yeah. want to do that. So when I saw like the lance head, I thought, yeah, that's a well nice looking mouse. Like It's actually beautiful the way it's been designed. And I thought that would just be perfect for me, but it's the wrong color. And then, like, a few months later, they brought out these white Mercury ones, and I snapped it up straight away. How so much was it? Well, the mouse was yeah. £80. Oh, that's a lot of money for a mouse, man. Yeah, but it's it's probably the best mouse they do. And I would say definitely worth the money because the build quality of it is amazing compared to other mouse that I've used before. Just the way that the uh, wheel scrolls. Like it's got that strength, feel... like you could stand on it. Yeah, and the buttons, when you click it, it's like a nice click. They're not yeah. wobbling around when you're pushing them. And the the thickness of the plastic, you know that it's not cheap, flimsy plastic. And it just the way it's been put together, all the lines on it are like perfect. As well with the, the mouse mat, I went for the Invicta mat. And basically, this mat has got a aluminium base, and you can see that it's milled from a single piece of aluminium because it's still got all the tool marks on it. The, does your got... um, mouse mat light up? No. No, because I thought it was one of the ones where you get the edges that light up. Yeah, no, that's like the mine. I think that's, that's the, the firefly. firefly. Yeah. Um, yeah, but this I think is bigger than their regular uh, mouse mats. But yeah, you've got this aluminium base, and then you've got the mouse mat material plastic material that sits in it and it's almost like recess so you have a flush finish and as well with that they've got two surfaces so one side is for speed so when you're gaming you've got a really smooth surface where you can move the mouse really quickly but if you're doing something where you need accuracy like if you're doing like graphic design or something like that then you flip it over and it gives you like a, a, a more accurate movement on the screen 
And I thought that's pretty cool. And because it's just sitting on the aluminium, it's easy to just like flip it up and turn it over. It's not any screws or anything like that. Yeah. It's stuck down. One thing I find with Razor products is obviously you pointed out when we was at the lamp eye, you don't like the look of the keys on my keyboard. Yeah. yeah. But they've listened to people and they've on the next, like I bought the one just before they bought out the next one with the new keycaps. And the yeah. new keycaps have got the original text, like the Yeah, because like you've got text, like this basically. sort of typewriter space sort of font. Yeah, yeah and it's, it's like, it's like font, but that's yeah. that was like their gaming, like their gaming. Yeah, sort when of I got thing. on his keyboard, certain keys look the same as certain other keys, and I was like, even though I know where the keys are, it's just that's just personal. Them. That's just personal preference, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. I've I've always stuck with Razer. I've got a Razer Black Widow. I'm pretty annoyed that this new Razer they bought out because I held off for so long. I was like, I want a right keyboard and a white mouse, but there was none out there. Like I liked as well. So yeah. once Razer, I bought this Razer Black Widow with the Chroma stuff. And then they bought out this other one. And I was like, oh, flipping hell. Like, it, it's, it's sometimes you, it's hard to keep up with what companies are doing because yeah. Yeah, they're loads always now. thinking of something else. And they're always thinking about something different. But... But, and a lot of the time as well, there's no notice of them bringing it out. So like, yeah, just like it's there. <laughs> it's not like three months before they say, we're bringing out white keyboards or white mouse. And then you know to wait for it. It's like mm. all of a sudden, it's, it's, just, there. It's, it's everywhere. And everyone's like, new mouse and you mm. think oh well i just bought one last week <laughs> but this is why i was like holding out so long because yeah. i thought i don't want to just buy some crap i'll yeah, wait, wait until there's something good that fits in with my build mm. and has the quality to go with it the only reason why i asked you about the quality is i've had i've seen a few people bash razor for their quality but i've never had a problem their keyboards are solid their mouses yeah. are solid I mean, everything I've never had a problem with it. I've never had a key break. I've never had like a light go wrong, or do you know what I mean? It's, it's never like, been a problem. Yeah, it's like looking at this mouse now. Just looking at it sitting on my desk, it looks amazing. So just mm. the design of it is really good. And then the to hold it, it's it's it feels quality product in your yeah. hand. And even the RGB, there's so many LEDs that they've put in. So when the RGB flows, it's really smooth. There's yeah. no jumping from one color to another. As default, it's set to like the full spectrum. So yeah. it's just kind of pulsing through the, the spectrum, whole yeah. spectrum. And at, it's just so smooth as it changes color. Mm. And even like the cable on it, it's a braided cable. Braided cable, yeah. So yeah, it's like I can't fault it in any way. So far, I've just been loving it. And as well, you've got the sensitivity buttons on the top as well. So... I don't have that on my death header. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. Cause I have to go and manually do that. Yeah, it's handy that it's like if you you want to speed it up or slow it down, you've got a, like two buttons just up and down instantly. Yeah. So, the, like, only, the only thing I can't go back to is a mouse without keys on the side. Really? I, yeah. I had to go to a mouse without any keys because I couldn't press them because I'm left-handed. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. It's like with this, because they've made it AMD, they put the two keys on both sides so yeah, yeah that's so anyone can use it yeah with the, with the death adder i don't i think you can get a left-handed death adder yeah. but what about the shape though jansen has it got is it like yeah it's really ergonomic like it, it even though it's they've made it ambidextrous it fits in my right hand perfectly like where my thumb sits it's it's got a little bit of a ledge on it so my thumb sits on it nicely yeah and that bit is rubberized as well so 
it your your thumb grips it quite nicely, and then where the the buttons are on the top, um, they've just kind of made them straight, but they're both long enough for you to have yeah. your fingertips on Maybe the Maybe I'll end. try it out when you're over next. Yeah, and the, the same with the mouse mat. It's a lot of money for a mouse mat, but the quality of it can't be beaten. I don't know if you guys saw the unboxing that I did on my Instagram because the packaging for this mouse mat was crazy. Basically, it came in a cardboard box that was a matte finish, but the actual picture of the mouse mat was gloss. So straight away, the box just looked nice. Open that box, and then inside, you've got um, a fabric pouch. Out, you'd, out of that fabric pouch, you've got a plastic case with the Razer logo on the top. You open that like a briefcase, and inside you've got the mouse mat. You can tell so by his voice, he's well impressed. Yeah, no, no, he's paid a lot of a lot of money into the presentation of the yeah. box opening. Yeah, so straight away, as soon as you take out the box, you just think, yeah, th- this is something that they've put a lot of time and effort That's into something it. you don't get anymore as well, isn't it? No, it's like people really overlook packaging. That could have just turned up in a brown box with razor stamped on the front and you open it up and there's a bit of bubble wrap. But the fact that they had all that stuff, like I actually did an unboxing of it because I thought I need people to see this because this is the kind of things that people don't do anymore. With a mouse mat, people might not want to pay that kind of money for it because this mouse mat was actually £55. So yeah. it's more than people may want to pay for a mouse mat that doesn't light up, but it's you get what you pay too, for. So you think yeah. it's worth it? Yeah, because the quality of it, it's it's milled aluminium, yeah. and it's got a rubber base, and it's got a dual-sided top. It's in white and silver, so it fits perfectly. But... What's it like with fingerprints and dirt? Well, so far, I thought with the mouse, because it's... It's almost like a, a satin finish on the plastic. Yeah. I thought that might like pick up a bit of dirt, but so far the mouse still looks perfectly clean. And I do actually eat at my desk as well. I, I do sometimes have like sticky fingers or whatever. Sticky fingers. And, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, so far, like I haven't cleaned the mouse since I've got it, and it still looks like brand new. I was going to say, if um, any of you want to see his pictures of him unboxing, see the quality and that, what is your Instagram name? J underscore himself. On Instagram. And uh, yeah, cool. So it's, it's really impressed you. Yeah. It's like, I would definitely recommend Razor products. Right, I'll check it out. It, there's probably people out there being like, yeah, of course, Razor products are brilliant. But for me, it's like I haven't used them for years. So... Maybe I'm kind of like a little bit it behind. It does look really but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool. Right, that's enough about your mouse. <laughs> Let's move on to the old games. Not a lot of games this month because there's been a lot of questions and a lot of other stuff going on. And to be fair, we've all been playing the same game apart from uh, Zach's played one different game. But yeah, let's get into <laughs> it. We've all been playing Golf With Your Friends. Now, I sort of came across this game because my son Leo saw it on YouTube and he was like, oh, daddy, get this game, get this game. And I was like, oh, man, it just looks like a golf game. I can't really be bothered. He's like, all the YouTubers are playing it. It's really good. It's really fun. Anyway, I got on. And I think I spoke to you, Lee, didn't I? And you said you had it. Yeah, and I, spoke, I had it. I spoke to a few other community members as well. It's like, yeah, that's a pretty fun little game. So we went off and uh, we got hold of this game. And we've all just been playing it every night. Uh, I do have to say, it is such a funny little game. Jance, what do you think about the game? Yeah, I actually really liked it. And... 
I got it a little while after you guys. I had to um, talk you into it, didn't I, at first? Yeah, yeah, because in the beginning, I was like, oh, do you know, I, I can't be bothered with a game like this at the moment. Then I watched your stream, and when you were playing it with all the others, I was like, this actually does look like pretty good fun because it's a golf game, but it's mini golf. So you're not actually playing like an 18 hole course, but you're actually playing little short courses with obstacles in the way. Yeah, um, and it's fun as well because yeah. how you play a normal game, this is more based on your friends playing with you, like it's called Golf with Friends, obviously, but it is actually based around your friends having a laugh, not taking it yeah. too seriously, rather than actually trying to win. Not that I win anyway. I, I think what makes it fun is that you're all playing at the same time. Yeah. Turn-based. So when you tee off, you're all teeing off at the same time. And yeah. you, you can have ball collision turned on and you're knocking each other out of the way. And so like, when that's I'm losing, funny as well. So when I'm losing and I've already got to the max strokes, I'll just start whacking balls at you lot. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> just it, to... it, does, it does get a bit hectic as well. Because even like not intentionally, you're trying to get to the hole and then you're just knocking people out of the way or someone's knocking you out of the way right at the last minute as your ball's about to go in the hole yeah i do have to say i am uh i've been caught out doing that when i'm losing i'll wait for one of you to go for the, the pot and then i'll whack my ball 100 miles an hour at you knock you right out of out of the actual round <laughs> and then you spawn yeah. back where your last ball was so yeah i sort of lay in the grass at the side <laughs> wait <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I will say as well this game actually has got um you do win items like you win hats for your balls like oh. Yeah, yeah, it has. Yeah. It's like yeah. I've got... But it's not ones that you can sell, though, is it? Yes. <laughs> I've, got, oh. I've got a cake, a satellite dish. I've got a stream for my ball, so when I hit it, it, it like, I get pink like circles come can out I of the back of it. make a cake? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you, they are. I think all of mine are worth about three or four P each. So yeah, not worth selling, but who knows, one day they might be extremely They're just annoying rare. them, though, on top of the ball. Yeah, they are. You can't yeah. tell where your ball's going. Yeah, they're more annoying than anything. Yeah, especially at the start when it's like you're all teeing off and you've got like a cake, a Viking helmet, <laughs> some dinosaur eggs all, all mashed into each other. But I'll tell you what, a nice touch I do like about this game, in some of the courses, you can press L and your ball turns into a little light bulb and you go into like dark areas, so you switch your light bulb on and it lights it up. I thought that was a, like a nice neon touch to it. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's practical as well because it's part of the course you might go inside like the Egyptian course, you're doing yeah. a lot outside and then you get to a certain bit where you go into the pyramid and it's all dark. So then you turn your light on and the ball glows. Yeah. And there's so much detail being put into the courses as well. It's been really well thought out. Yeah. The, the only thing I will say about this game is you've got six courses and I think it's 18 holes in each course, which is a good half an hour of play when you're playing around with people. But there's no editor. They needed an editor with this game. Like, hmm. so that I can go off and make my own course, you know, even if it's just in the same same style, like forest, Egyptian, futuristic or whatever it is, the Aztec one. If I could go and make, like, even if they just had set pieces, like straight, heel, bump, left turn, right turn, up, down, you know, them sort of things, that couldn't have been that hard to implement into the game, I wouldn't have thought. I think that is something that's coming, though. Is it? Yeah, because I did hear someone when we were playing... Someone did say that they're bringing out an editor soon. The yeah. ideal would be to have the workshop, Steam Workshop for yeah, it. Yeah, so we can yeah. everybody can just put in there. So we can just jump on, go, that round looks good. 
you know, and we all love a play of it. Because we did find we've played this for a good solid week every night for a couple of hours. Because it is, it's the sort of game where PUBG, you're playing it with four people and you're talking. And then one person will go, shut up, stop talking, I'm, there's a guy here. And it gets very serious. You're like, oh, right, then I'll shut up then. You yeah. know, that's what it's like. But this game, it's like we can all have a laugh, a joke, say whatever you want. And you're, no one's interrupting you. You're not interrupting anyone else by hitting your ball when you feel like it. You've got a timer of like a minute every time you get your shot. Um, and you've got like a maximum amount of strokes, which you can change. I think ours was set to 12. You're just literally playing through the game. You get your ball in the hole. And if someone hasn't finished yet, your screen automatically goes on to them and you can watch them. And you can just laugh at them for ages as they keep missing the hole, you know. But it's quite competitive as well because everyone wants to win. But at the same time, it's like you're having a laugh as well. So if you're not coming first, you're not that bothered, but you are really trying. And the other thing I would say, it's got a good balance as well. It's got a good balance between when you're trying hard to play the game, you can learn the best route for each ball. So if I played a forest one at the beginning, I now know where to hit my ball in each one to actually get a hole in one. But... It doesn't mean I get it every time. So I've got the, the idea of what I've got to do, but actually carrying that out, it, it's not 99% skill. Yeah. Sometimes it just goes wrong. And you think, And as what? well, certain holes have different routes as well. Yeah. So you might go off in the left direction and I'll go off in the right direction. So it doesn't mean that you're quicker than me or I'll be quicker than you. It just means that there's different routes to be able to get to the same place. Yeah, because you could be playing someone that, that wins most of the time but they've only got to make one mistake and that time that gives you your chance to get your five shots back or whatever and people yeah. do go from top of the leaderboard to the bottom and you think yes this is my chance yeah definitely and- yeah so i've been at number one all the way through and then on one hole something will go wrong and it will put me straight to the bottom yeah and you sort of want to go oh, i'm not playing this anymore but you don't <laughs> you stick in and you start annoying other people yeah and then up someone else might do it on a different hole yeah, so it, on a it, hole that you get a hole in one I end up doing it in like six, seven strokes. So then you come back. Yeah, but then it's you can come back later on. Yeah, no, it is a really, really nice little game. Graphics are mediocre. They're not superb. They're just what you'd expect from like a mini golf game. I think they could put more into like props in the game. Like say you had like a dinosaur one where there's more stuff movement from dinosaurs and stuff like that. Yeah, I thought that as well. You get things where you've got a windmill. And it blades from the windmill could knock your ball out of the way. So you've got to hit your ball through a hole without hitting the blades. I like things like that because there's a lot of things where it's bouncing off the wall to get around the corner or going up and down a slope. Those kind of things are a little bit boring. It's like with mini golf, you want it like how they had it in like the Simpsons, if you remember that. And there was so many different props. There's the massive gorilla and you've got to knock it up the slide into its mouth. But the slide is like the gorilla's tongue. And yeah. his mouth's opening and closing, and then it pops out at the back, and then you've got to knock it onto the next bit, and then it's going across the drawbridge yeah, of so a you, castle. So you've got one like that where there's like the Sphinx, and his mouth's open and closing, but it's it's yeah. so far few and far between. There's like one of yeah. them in the whole round, yeah. you know. Yeah. But, but I would like to have seen more things like tubes going places, and just more more chances for things to go wrong, or if you've got skill to go right, you know. Yeah, and a few more bits for luck as well, because then if you, like you were saying, on the first round, they're so basic that you know exactly where to hit it on the wall at what pressure and what power to get a hole in one. And you could probably do it nine times out of ten. Yeah. But they should add things that it takes a little bit of luck as well as skill 
so that you don't have the really good people constantly winning because if you're playing normal golf it's a skill game yeah and your skill makes you win but with this because it's a bit of fun you kind of want those little elements that might knock you out of the way and there are things that there's certain obstacles that might be spinning round and you can't see them because you're round a corner so you have yeah. to knock your ball into that danger zone kind of blind no, because you, uh, you do get, uh, if you press the C button, you can get an overview, so your camera does go free. Yeah, yeah so you can see what's ahead of you, but when but you, you actually only get to 15 take, seconds. Yeah, and then it will put you back to your ball, but when you take your shot, that part might be around a corner, so yeah. you can't see when to hit it. So you're kind of either you hit it hard and put it in the danger zone, hope for the best, or you hit it a little bit to get around the corner, so then you can see where to go next. And that I think like more things like that as well would mean that you could potentially get a better shot by just whacking it straight to the danger zone, getting a bit of luck that puts you all the way through to the next part because you went through all those moving parts yeah. kind of blind. It is a really nice little game just to have a, a play with. And I did think at the beginning when I got this game, I thought, oh, this is going to be a five-minute wonder. It's not. It's one of them games where if I'm on my own, I won't play it. But if I look yeah. on the Discord when I get on and I see six people are on there playing, I'm like, anyone fancy golf with my friends? They're all like, yeah, I'm up for that. Everybody jumps yeah. on and it's like a mayhem. We're all laughing and yeah. joking all night. It's well worth the money. Yeah, no, it was. It's, I think it's only about five quid, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think it was less than five. I think it was like £4.70 or something. Yeah. I, I say the only downfall for this game is more more courses and more like sort of... Because they've done a lot of customizations. There's a lot more stuff coming. like you can get hats. You can get ball colour, you can get trails, and you can get something else as well. I can't remember what the last one is. There's one more like set of collections you can get. I like it because if I find something rare, I can put it on my ball, and then when you look, I'm just like, look, he's a dinosaur egg today. You know, so it's quite <laughs> funny. And, and it has got that sort of comical way to it. But yeah, golf with your friends. Under fiver, really, really good to play with your friends. And I can't see nothing but good for this game as long as they bring out some more courses, really. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, try it out, people. Let us know what you think. And if you want to play with us, just jump on our Discord and say, go for your friends, and we'll all jump. But you've got to do that voice. One other game I want to talk about just quickly is, has anyone of you seen a game called Bob Was Hungry? Yes. Oh, yeah, you've played it with me, haven't you? Yeah, you made me buy it. Yeah, how much did you pay for this game? Is it 69, 89p, something like that? Something like that. Well, I think I got a couple of copies for the same price. Bob Was Hungry is a game that my son come up with it's actually six ninety nine now. Is it really? Yeah, six ninety nine. We put we paid about eighty p for it. Yeah, <laughs> madness. But anyway, I've got to say, if you like your old Sonic games and that, my son saw this and he was like, "Dad, this game, we've got to play it together." And I was like, "Oh man, I can't stand games like this." The game is a really, <laughs> really nice, good game, but it's but just it's frustrating. Man, my, if my controllers aren't already broken, which they are, they would have been. This game, you're a little blob. And basically, you're Bob. I don't understand what Bob is Hungry has got to do with the actual game. I know when you finish levels, you get like a little sauce spot or you get a bit of chicken or something. But apart from that, I don't know why this game is about Bob being hungry. It's basically a platform game. You and your friends, you can set up a server online without a server, like an external server. You can just log in, click host, and then people can just log straight into your computer game. So me, Leo, and Lee... We were all playing on the same game, basically. And it's just like, you know how you're sort of Angry Birds game, you go through the levels. Sonic, you just go level one, area two, area three. 
this yeah. is a similar sort of thing. You've got like caves, you've got like a normal area, you've got space, uh, I think you've got like uh, mountains. And basically, all you've got to do is get from one end of the level to the rocket at the end of the level, and that's it. So well, it's like a side scrolling game. Yes, yeah, well, it's side scrolling, it goes all over the place, really. It's all in 3D, um, but you do go from left to right. But you're just a blob of little fur. So, like, my one was a little round pink ball with eyes. And you've literally got fast boost and jump. That's it. And it's really, really fast paced. So if I press jump and then I put my controller around in a circle, he will go round in a circle on the screen. So if I jump up to jump over some spikes, I can jump up and literally move left and right, left and right, like three or four times, like an inch at a time. It's that fast paced. So you're constantly controlling this little ball. And basically, Leo's really good at it and we're crap at it. You yeah. run, you jump over some spikes, and you like you got like a sticky ball which sticks to walls. So if you come across a wall and you keep pressing jump, you can jump, go up, stick to the wall, jump, go up, stick to the wall. And it's all about it's hard to explain. It's worth having a look at Bobby's Hungry and watching the preview. But like you've got spikes and you've got like blocks against the side of the mountain which disintegrate when you land on them. You've got like these spiky wheels that come out like saws. You've got like little tr like trains that you can jump into the cart and the cart takes you. You've got little boats that you can jump in. But it's all about just getting through the level. And that's all it is. You know, you might be jumping up on these lifts that go round and round. And it might be like Mario. You know, you get the blocks that come down with the spikes on. Yeah. You get them that try and crush you. And the whole game is just very, very moving about, like bouncing around trying to get to the end of the game. But we played it for ages, didn't we? I was quite surprised how long we played it for, Lee. Yeah, it's a co-op game where you, you, you work as a team as well, don't you, to get to the certain sections, yeah. like the save points. Yeah, so like he'll be playing it and he'll get to a certain section. He'll be like, I'm safe, I'm safe now. So when I die, I'll spawn next to him. Then I, um, And Leo wouldn't get this because you know what he's like. He doesn't want to play as a team. He wants to do it himself. Yeah. So so me and Lee, he's like waiting there. He's like, Nick, you go to the next section. I'll get there and I'll go, right, I'm safe. And then he'll come along or he'll die and spawn near me. And then I'll go for the next bit or he'll go for the next bit. Leo, just straight through. And what happens is if all of you die at the same time, you go back to the beginning, which is oh, okay. well, and well. And that happened a lot. Yeah, because Leo, I'm like, Leo, stay still until we both get to you. And then, like, we jump, and then he's like, now I can't bother, jumps as well. He dies, we die, all back to the beginning again. But it's very fast-paced. It's like, it's like, imagine Mario and Sonic. It's a bit like that sort of game, but much faster-paced, much more unforgiving. You die constantly. It counts your deaths each, each, like, each round. So How many people can you play at once? You yeah. can have up to eight-player co-op. You can have competitive race. You can have survival race. Um, they call it a challenging precision platforming game. It's got 170 levels and five unique zones. Madness, man. The game is just well fast-paced. I can imagine you really liking this game, Jance. Yeah. It, it there is a demo right. as well on Steam. So you so, can try the demo first. Yeah, okay. has, has it got a demo, is it? Oh, yeah, it's got yeah. a demo as well, so you can have a go at it. And it, I always say, with a game with a demo on it, that just shows that they're confident in you buying this game if you play it. Yeah, and I found I hate these games. I even said to said to you guys, I hate these games. I don't want to play it. And Leo was like, Come on, play it with me. Bobby's hungry. Bobby's hungry. He was going to bed at night, going, I want to play Bobby's hungry. And I was just <laughs> like, Oh man, this game's killing me. Every time, every weekend, he comes on. I'm like, What are we playing? Bobby's hungry. I'm like, Man City. Bobby's hungry. He's like, All right. <laughs> <laughs> and then we all got on it. But do you know what? It, it is a bit like golf with your friends. It's so frustrating and you have to wait for each other so much that it's like, I'm at the end, I'm at the end. And then he'll be like, I can't do this level, this level. And I actually, I remember being in a cave on one level 
and I'd done it straight away. And when you get to certain levels, it doesn't let you use each other to get forward. Yeah. I remember you, Lee, you was playing it, I don't know, for a good 45 minutes, half an hour on your own, just going, I'm going to try a couple more times, I've had enough. Yeah. <laughs> but you eventually, you got there and you you, you get that sense it of achievement. It's a difficult game. It's a difficult game to play. Frustrating Definitely. game, especially yeah. if you ain't got a controller. <laughs> but it, it's all about jumping at the right time, waiting for the spikes to move. And it's precision, like you'll be going up upwards up a cave and there'll be spinning discs coming out at different levels left right left right left left right all coming out at the same time so you've got to then go right i've got to jump now you jump and then you think hold on i can't jump yet to the next bit so you have to jump and try and keep yourself stuck against the wall by jumping it there and then it's like right jump jump to get past and then you die you go right i know i've got to jump 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 run and then you sort of you start getting used to that that level and yeah, as learning goes, the patterns. Yeah, learning the patterns to get through it. Me and him was nowhere near as good as Leo. He was just flying through them. Uh, yeah, was getting, he was better. He I, was, I was getting was really good. Yeah, I was getting really frustrated because some of the levels have got like blocks where they're floating in the air, and the minute you touch them, they crumble. So hmm. I get all the way through the level, and I'm about to jump to the next box. Leo comes along, jumps on my block, and, and like jumps off in front, and then I, I just miss the block because it disintegrates. And I'm like, look, you've got to wait your turn before you go. He's like, nah, can't even bother waiting for you, lot. And he'd get to the end of the level, and me and Leah are just there, like, getting completely frustrated. But it's a frustration where you, you can't turn away. Like, you was there for, like, half an hour, like I said, and you still carried on until you'd done it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I but, made sure I did it. Yeah, there's something there. It's like, I'm not going to be beaten by you 87p game. <laughs> but they do get harder and harder, and it does... It, I, I did... Well, I had a feeling... Would you recommend it at £7? Hmm... Not a seven quid, nah. It's a game that you need to get for under a quid. Yeah. Not seven quid, it's too much. But it's got very positive reviews, you know. It's got 228 reviews and they're all positive. Not many but bad that might that might be because of price as well, because people yeah. feel like they're getting a lot for their money when it's yeah. under a quid. But when it goes to seven quid, then people are like, well, it's a good game, but it ain't worth yeah, the Yeah, I, I wouldn't pay seven quid for it, no way. I'd pay tops £1.50 uh, a pound maybe, but I got it for 87p, so I, I can't really complain. The gameplay I've already had out of it is enough for me to say that game was worth buying. If, if you're the type of person that plays AAA games, then don't buy this game, but if you're the kind of person that does like a little bargain here and there and just wants to play a bit of fun with your mates or with your son or something, then this game is a no-fuss, no-harm game. You know, it's just a bit of fun. I think we got, on, we got enjoyment out of it. Like I was about to say... When me and Lee was playing it, I actually got to a level with him and I thought, right, I can't play that game until he comes back because we're at the same level and we've got to do it together. <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it is that sort of game that I feel like if I carried on playing it without you, it would be like, oh, you'd have to catch up and I'd be in front, you know, or I'd have to do it again. Yeah. But yeah, check it out. It's called Bob Was Hungry. It's probably a game you've never heard of as I hadn't. But like my son, he's six and he finds his games. He sees them on YouTube and that. And he'll be going to me like, oh, this game, blah, 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 it's going to be good. And they do get good, you know. He's had a few of them, like a poly bridge, cluster truck. Have you seen that one? Yeah. Where you jump from truck to truck. Yeah, he's into that one as well. He sees them all on YouTube, you see, like with the top streamers that are playing when they get all these new yeah. games. And then he sees them and he tells me to get them and then we play them as little games together. But yeah, that was Bob Was Hungry. I wouldn't recommend buying it at 6 but I would for under a quid, under two quid max. But yeah, right. Moving on, as we said, there's not a lot of games this month, but the next one we're going to be talking about is uh, with you, Wacky, I believe. Yeah, it's uh, it's called Scrap Mechanic. It's a uh, sandbox game. 
it's kind of open world. Reminds me, well, I say it's quite a bit of a Minecraft, but more really? in depth. Yeah, it's got like pistons, and you could build your own warehouse, and you could build like a car. But you don't just build the car; you build like pistons, and then you have to link the pistons to go to the engine. Really? So it's like it's, it's really in depth. It's got but a rubbish quite... name though, isn't it? Scrap mechanic. Because well, you are building stuff out of scrap, basically. Yeah, You're putting all your scrap parts together. When right? you and... first told me about this game. I thought it was going to be like car mechanic simulator, but at a scrap shop or something, you know, like a <laughs> like a, a breaker's yard. And it's like, oh, we've got to bring the cars in and break them down. And that, that's what I assumed straight away. And then I it, looked at it and I was like, oh, actually, this game looks all right. He's driving cars. Yeah, no, it's pretty, pretty good. But it's funny because like when I first jumped in, I tried building a car and I put everything together. I jumped in the car, went go and I went flying up in the air. And all my thrusters went off, but I couldn't turn them off. So I was just constantly going up in the air. And I was like, oh, crap. And you're spinning around. <laughs> and then my mates were with me. And they're like fucking laughing at me because it was just, it was so funny like, <laughs> at the time. And then I managed to get out, but I was like miles away from where I was. And then so, you, you it's, it's, it's basically, it's like a, you have to like proper learn the game. But what what so is the actual game? Physics. You have to understand the physics of how the things work as well yeah so like if you if you put thrusters on the bottom you're going up but if you yeah. put thrusters on the side it's basically and like people have made up batmobiles and but what is the game for what is the actual point of the game what are you trying it's to just do building stuff there's no is it just an open sandbox it's not game? game it's just an open sandbox game I mean, you build you don't just build like cars and stuff you can build factories that do do all these little different things i didn't get too far in in depth of it but it's very it's very in-depth like, so, we downloaded some stuff from the steam workshop and there was so like, if I had... was to get the game now, and I switch it on, I want to start playing. What would I be aiming to do? Just build something, just we to see stuff. it work. Just, yeah, just it, literally, you have this workbook, like this big massive book that you go through, and it tells you what each thing does. So do you have to mine to be able to build these things? No, 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 no. It's all like kind of pick up, pull it in your infantry, and it's it's basically no, so... it's like creative on Minecraft. So, so you've you got, get like, everything, it's just there. It's, yeah, it's just all there for you. See, the, the game sort of reminded me a bit of Robocraft that we played for a long time, where you go out in the field, you fight other people, you get points, and with them points you turn them into parts, and with the parts you can build your own it's, robots. It's, it's not like that, though. It's, it's not it's like mainly, that at all, is it? It's, it's mainly like, it's for, it's for like, if you've got a group of guys and you say, all right, you guys make our best best vehicle we can make. We all make it in under like 30, 30 minutes or something like that, or 10 minutes. And then we all look at each one's and then you can see him go. And like someone went and he just went flying. He disappeared. Didn't see, didn't see him again. And then <laughs> I jumped on mine. I, I disappeared. And then it's just like, it's quite, it's quite funny. And I think with a group of people, when you, are, you set tasks like in the game, you make, you kind of make the game yourself sort of thing. You set tasks to say, all right, build a, build a helicopter in, in 20 minutes and just see how, each person does. A lot of people make very interesting stuff. So when you go on a Steam Workshop, people have made helicopters and they're like proper, yeah. proper helicopters and Batmobiles. And they all do different things. They don't just move backwards and forwards. Yeah, it's quite it, funny though because this is going back to what we talked about at the beginning of the podcast about what games have become and what we expect from games. Because like I'm asking you these questions about this game, but in my head I'm thinking, but there's nothing in this game. It's just you find it stuff. You, you think it. there's nothing in, in yeah. this game because there's no there's add-ons no and, that you can sell stuff. And this is what I was getting to at the beginning when we was talking about where games are heading and what they are nowadays. Like Hans was saying, games are for playing and enjoying. And you're playing this game. It's got no end game. It's got no point. You're, there's no real reason why you're playing it apart from purely to enjoy it with your mates. But yeah. 
to a lot of the people now, like me, like like the I just said, is, I think it's not enough. It's got well, it's got ten thousand reviews, and yeah. I think and most of it's positive, and I think it's a I think it's a good game, and I think once we get into it a bit more, the guys I was playing with, I think we'd be able to build pretty good stuff. I'm looking at this game now, and I think this is the kind of game that I would like. Yeah. yeah. When we were playing Empyrean, what I liked was the building. So I like building the spaceships, yeah. our bases, and things like that. And you were always like, yeah, let's go off and like raid someone's base and nick their stuff. <laughs> and I was a bit like, yeah, I'm not that bothered about doing that. I'm quite content sitting here and just building some like massive base. But yeah. That's, that's why I think with this, like I'm watching the video. Like it does look pretty cool. Some yeah. of the things that people are building. Well, if you like, if you go down to like the there's a dev blog, a new dev blog they just brought out, and they've added loads of other little things. They're like constantly updating it. It's still in early access, hmm. but they've added like loads of different stuff. Like like I think it looks like a gun or a paintball paintball so gun. You can run like around that. in it as well. Yeah, it's it's all kind of open world, but there's so much stuff you can do in it. It's no, it's like it's like Minecraft. Minecraft never had an end game. You just build a house. And that's it, sort of thing. You, yeah, Minecraft you did have an end game. Well, they bought it in at the end, but when I first bought the game in yeah. the beta, it was basically the same as this. Not the yeah. same as in just creativity, isn't just it? Creativity, it's just, yeah. yeah you're just yeah, building something I, for fun. Because mm. I actually played Minecraft for a long time, and a lot of people say, "Why are you playing Minecraft? It's a kids' game." But I actually had a server that ran for months and months and months, maybe even years. And this server, I set it up so there was no monsters. But it was not creative, so you had to go out and mine for your bricks. So and then create to, stuff, yeah. Yeah, so if you wanted to build, like, a nether house in the normal world, you'd have to build the nether portal, you'd have to mine all the stuff to get it. So if you wanted to build, like, and, and I've still got the world today, so I can still put the server back on if anyone is ever interested. I've got a Minecraft server, which is massive. It's got, like, one city over there with tower blocks. It's got an underground base over there. It's got one that's underwater in glass. You know, hmm. and I spent, I don't know, months playing that game because I just love creating stuff on it. And there was no end game there. But do you know what I played it for? There was a reason why I was playing it. And that was to evolve my Minecraft world. And what I'd done is I built all my worlds in secret locations and they all had tunnels running for miles and miles and miles. Like you'd run down like five minutes nonstop down a straight corridor. And then when you come back up the stairs, you'd be in a different zone. You'd be like in the water. You'd be in the jungle but they'd all be in different zones. And what I actually wanted to do when I started this server up was I would build my own big buildings for people to find. And if they found them, fair play to them, do whatever they want. But what I did, I'd set the spawn in the middle of all these areas. And what actually happened was I'd have daily like 40 people on the server every day and they would come back and build and come back and build. And it was mad. I would actually watch like from day one, it would be an empty map, just, just grass. We, end of week yeah. one, I'd come back, there'd be some buildings there. End of week two, there'd be some roads put out. End of week three, there'd be like half a city built where people have come in, claimed their own bit of land, and the rules on my server were there was no destroying anyone's stuff. So but, if, Yeah, but I find with like Minecraft, it's all building-based. You build stuff, you craft stuff. It's not very in-depth like this one is. But this yeah. one, you have to, you don't just build the car. Like I said, you, you have to put these little pistons in it. You can put suspension on it so the car doesn't like tip over. You put the so, engines on the back, but then you have this little gun, which then you who have to connect each individual like wheel to the engine, and then you have to st- connect the steering wheel to like the wheels. Yeah, because there's the whole mechanics behind it as well. Because yeah. I'm looking at this like buildings that turn into cars, and yeah. so there's a switch on the wall, and the guy presses the switch, 
and the building turns into a car. Yeah. But when he puts his gun onto that switch, it shows all the connections. Those little dots and stuff, yeah. yeah. So everything's linked to everything. Yeah. So it's it's almost like relays where you click that switch, that tells that to do that. Once that's yeah. done that, that does that. It's and really more in-depth. In. So yeah. is there a separate server for this? So is it server-based? So we set it up on a server and then people... No, no, no. Basically, I'm not too sure on that, but I like the fact that my mate made one. He made his own one. And then he just sent an invite we was in there. It weren't like create a server... Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, do all that sort of stuff. It was just kind of like, create a, create a lobby, everyone jumps in it, you're in the game, that's it. And I'm not too sure if there's server things that you can't do with this, but yeah, all we did was just jumped into us three playing it, and we just built stuff. Yeah, because I'm actually on... The, yeah, because it's a purely fun game. I, I'm on the right. actual website, and they've got a mechanics handbook that shows you how to, to actually build things that, like, you can actually follow, like Lego, and build their stuff. Um, yeah. The one thing I would say, though, which I would like to know is, hold on, it might say here, is when you're collecting, do you gather items or, do you, or they're just already there? So if I want, no, they're, this, they're already there. See, it's I, it's, I it's, it's like no mining or anything. But that's just the thing. It's, it's, not, it's not nothing to do with like the Minecraft way. It's just kind of here's what you've got. Here's a book of showing you what you can do with this sort of stuff yeah. and telling you what each stuff does. Go ahead, make what you want. I like that as well because with Robocraft, it's like I was limited to what I could build because I had to keep going out, do battles, get the points, use those points to buy new stuff. And it was so long winded. And I'm just driving around in some crappy little Jeep when I actually wanted to build a big tank. Yeah. And I like this because everything's there. So the limit is your imagination. So yeah, I understand what you're saying. So if you want to build, like you said, a tank, you could just go ahead and build it. But for yeah. me, I like some kind of build up to that. So if I've got a, a 10 story house or I've got like some super duper car I've built, I would prefer it if I had to do something to get it. So if I want to get that top component from an engine, I have to go and find it. And it's a rare part. It's harder to get. And it takes me a lot of time to build it. Like this Imperium is just, was. This is just an early access. It might be a bit of an end game. They might say, look, here's another update where yeah, you can true. do all that sort of stuff. But you it's, know, like it's not a full game. After a while, they did that like creative thing, build your ship completely however you wanted, and then it would tell you the resources that you needed after, Yeah. and then you just constantly mine to get the resources you need, and then your ship is just there straight away. Yeah. You were then able to build exactly what you wanted with all the components available to you straight away, so it wasn't like you build a quarter of a ship, then you've got to wait to mine or get XP points or money, and then you're adding to that ship. So you're constantly trying to expand on what you've already got because you might have the vision to build, say, the Millennium Falcon, but you can only build the cockpit, and yeah. then you've got to play for 10 minutes to build like the next bit and then play another 10 minutes to build the next bit. You'll just get bored after a while. What I find is with this game is what I found with Minecraft, I mean, is I got very burnt out. Is I had something in my mind, something I would create, and then I'll mine it, mine it, mine it. I'll do it, and I think, yeah, I've done that now. Let's go and do something else. But then I have to go through the process of got to mine everything, got to smelt stuff, and mm. that just wasn't for me. So something like this, where I just drag, drop, put it in there. All right, I've got the the tools. Now I've just got to create it. Yeah. 
and, well, and as, as well, like once you've built something, you might be like, yeah, I've built my tank. Doesn't mean I'm bored of the game. You yeah, know, I can scrap that and I can build a helicopter. Yeah, yeah, I, I think scrap it's, that um, and I can build a house on wheels. I think it's just down to personal preference again. Yeah, like it is, me, yeah. I, I like if I've got something, I've always been the same. I, like if I played a game where I could play it for a year to get a special component, which lets me be that much better than everyone else, I would keep playing for that. And this game's a total opposite. It's like, it's yeah. all there, do what you want with it. And for yeah. me, it just lacks. I don't know but what that's what I mean. That's what that kind of game is. is yeah. it, maybe it's not the game for you, but. I think that game is just to say, look, build what you want, be creative. Have a laugh. And have a laugh. Um, Man City, you was going to say something, sorry. Yeah, sorry, what what have you built on the game then, up to now? Well, mine was just basic, you know what I mean? I've only been on it for a couple of times, obviously, most he, nights. I jump built on a shed. <laughs> but mainly, it was like, I built a car. I built a car for the first time. I was like, it's not moving like the way I want it. So then I added something else to it, added something else to it. Next thing you know, I'm, I'm off the other side of the map because I must have put something wrong and I've, I'm, I've gone. But obviously, there's ways. It's very hard. Like Obviously, you've just got to pay a bit more time into the, into the game to get to know how things work. So there's a, lot, there's a learning curve to it as well. But there's, the thing is, they give you this massive handbook which helps you tell you which thing is which. Is there any kind of PvP against other players or anything? I'm not too sure because they just added these like little. They look like um, paintball guns. So I don't know if you can create arena. Yeah. And then you can do like a game mode like that. I'm not too sure because how, I've how long played has it, it been in much. early access? Do you know or not? Um, January 2006 it started. 2016. Yeah, 2006. Yeah. Oh, so it's, yeah, it's only been a little while then. Yeah, so it's well. Liam Wacky, have you ever played um, Robocraft? No. No. Because uh, I tell you what, that game is like this. But very, very addictive. We was in touch with the devs on that, and like they were, we were chatting to them about all the bits and pieces. And the way that game works is, you got blocks like in Minecraft, and you, it's like this: you got over like a thousand pieces of of stuff, which range in levels. So you got like your normal, you got rare, ultra rare, super rare, legendary, and every time you go into the battle arena, basically you build a robot with your how many points you've got. So say you got fifty points, you can use each. Each component's got points, and you can build a robot to that spec. As you go in the arena, you earn points, and every time you come out of the arena, depending on how good you've done, if you've done first, you get a, a platinum crate. If you came second, you get a silver crate, a gold crate, and a bronze crate if you're rubbish. But every time you play a game around, which is about three minutes, I think, you then get a crate. In that crate, you'll get, if it's a platinum, you'll get some good parts. If it's not, you'll get some bad parts. You can upgrade your CPU. You just go in, you battle out your robot, but you can build like this, do whatever you want, in it, Jance? Yeah. It keeps you playing, but it's actually got a game. You're actually going up levels. You're actually going to different arenas. You've got, like, you against everybody. You've got open world fight, and it, it does look exactly like <coughs> the way these people are building these cars, doesn't it, Jance? Yeah, but the thing is, what you're doing, you're putting a lot of weapons on your car, but you've got weapons and defenses, so you can put shields and stuff like that. But you could have a flying vehicle or a road vehicle, and it's just yeah, personal preference of what you want to build. But yeah, you're limited by your CPU. So the more you progress through the game, the higher your CPU, the more you can add. Yeah. But then you've got the trade-off between your shields and your guns. So you could just build something on four wheels, it's like a micro machine with the biggest gun on it. And that's because your CPU limits you to just having that one big gun. Yeah, so you've got to get a balance. Yeah, so when you go into battle, 
like that gun might take someone out in one shot, but then you get taken out in one shot because you've got no defense. And so you've got to really balance like what you add to your vehicle. Yeah. And you can also, you can have like hovercrafts, tank tracks, you can fly. There's all different types of stuff. There is going back to the game. There is a crate mode, but I'm just looking, there is a survival mode as well, which I haven't even dived oh, into. Really? So I'm not even sure what I was playing was the creative mode. So maybe you do have to go out and mine stuff. Yeah, and get the, get the parts. Maybe that is part of the game. But what I was playing was just the creative version. I thought that was just a game, but I've just looked back and it looks like it's not. If it was like that, then yeah, definitely I would. Uh, I, I'd love to play the game. It looks quite good. It looks quite fun. I'd yeah, I think if you've got a good group of people, maybe one night you get a load of people and just say, "All right, everyone, go and mine." Or if you're in survival mode or creative, go and get your stuff. Come back, and we're going to build like a car together or, or yeah. we all build our own cars and see who has the best I think as well though I do seriously from looking at this game I seriously think you should check out Robocraft because I should think I honestly think you really like it and, and we was addicted to it for ages because you can yeah. have up to six people per team so you get all your mates on there and we all build our robots everybody's got a different robot in the whole game so as you're playing you're seeing other people you're like well, well free to play yeah it's free to play it's a mad yeah. game you can buy it I spoke to the devs about it and basically he was agreeing free to play has gone the wrong route nowadays. So it's not now free to win. It's only free to play. So basically, not free to win, pay to win. So basically, he doesn't want anyone to be able to buy anything which can advance them in the game. So yeah. everything in the game is all available free. You've always got a chance of getting a platinum thing if you play good. And it is like 100 items in game. And he says you can unlock every single thing. If you pay, you can get that stuff quicker. But that's it. You still you're still limited to the same CPU power as everybody else. So if you've got a, a level where you're at a thousand CPU, whether you've got the top end stuff or the weakest stuff, or you've got defensive or you've got offensive, you can still only go up to that power limit. So you've got to balance what you want if it's going to be a strike okay. or it's going to be a defense. We played it for ages, and Tom got like he does with every game. He got <laughs> the best at it. He built yeah. this flying cube, which it had maxed out all of its powers. And he could one-shot anyone around around the actual map. And he could also get away instantly. And he actually spent months building this ship. And yeah. it's all trial and error. You Didn't get some... he build it like it looked like some kind of pterodactyl or something? No, was a, that was my one. His was a cube. Oh, was his the cube? Yeah, mine was the one that looked like a bird. It had a bird's yeah. head on it. Because you get, like, rare parts. So you can get, like, rare parts that look like birds or animals. And I actually made mine look like a hawk. But it was like a flying spaceship. But, yeah, Robocraft is a really fun game it's like you six of us will go in we'll all build a robot and we'll be like oh i want to get when i unlock that next piece because every time you finish around you get like six random pieces so if you've got like one tank track you can't you can't use one tank track so you're like oh, i need to unlock another one so like you'll be playing you'll be like oh i need that wheel and what happens is as you unlock these parts you can trade them in for less money so you trade them in and you buy that other wheel that you wanted so it's always got a purpose that so every time you come out of a match for three minutes of fighting, you're like, right, I can get that second wheel. I can get that third wheel. And you, you build and your CPU level goes up as well. So it's like this sort of game, but you've got a lot of continuing. I might have to go back on that because I've talked myself into it. <laughs> yeah, because it's very similar, isn't it? But you've got the battle element. I think in Scrap Mechanic, it would be pretty good if they had something like that, where it gives you a certain amount of time to build something and then you have to battle. Yeah. And even if it was like a race, 
So it's a car race. So you get 10 minutes to build a car. And then after that 10 minutes, the race starts. No matter what your car is like, you get on the grid and then yeah. you've just got a race. Yeah. And, or if it was like you've got to build that, tanks or something like that. I think that um, survival mode's coming later. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just looking at it, I think it is. So they're saying like they're going to add stuff in and stuff like that. So yeah, it's quite funny though because I've been saying recently, I've been getting really annoyed because there's no, there doesn't seem to be any good games coming out. Wherever I go, there's no good games. I can't find anything. I want a game we can all get stuck into and really play together, like a game like Ark where we can all build, we can build our bases, then we can go and do the actual game. And it's AAA title, it's really good. But you know, maybe Robocraft's the one to go for because that's the sort of game where, say, you're online and no one's on, you can just sit there for hours upon end just building robots. And then when we come on later on, we'll be like, oh, he's done another robot. It's well good. And that's what it's like. It is really, really cool. But, Do you yeah. go into the arena fighting with your friends? Yeah. So all of us, we can either go as um, a team. So we could have like six of us on a team. And we've done this before where we've got six of us. We've got an, we've got an Extreme PC UK group that everyone that plays joins that group. As soon as you're online, it puts you automatically together in a, in a round. Right. So I think there's up to like eight players or something. And you go head to head with another eight players in an arena and you just both come together. You've got people flying, people on the ground. And basically, you destroy them. And it's mad because you build your robot out of blocks. So you'll have, like, say you've got a square hole and then you've got loads of guns on top, loads of guns underneath. As you're flying around shooting, your blocks get destroyed as they're being built. So all your guns will get taken off first and then all your underneath will get taken off. And you could just end up being, like, one will just scooting yeah. around trying yeah. to get away from everybody. <laughs> because, if you last, because if you last, you get points. Uh, and yeah. it's funny because you'll be like, ah, I'm just an eagle's eye flying around. <laughs> the other thing as well is that it gradually back up. Yeah. Like, so if you're going head to head, you're shooting someone, they're shooting parts of your cars flying off. But if you manage to destroy them first. Or if you get you away. Start, yeah. Uh, then like, as soon as they stop shooting you, as long as you're moving. You've got about five grab. seconds and then yeah. it regenerates and all your bits yeah. come back on. Yeah. So you shoot and then you try and get away, but but it's very fast paced. But it, it's really funny because like you'll be shooting a guy and you'll be like watching him and bits are just flicking off all over the place, and then he'll just explode and then that's one yeah. point down. And if I think it's I think it runs, you've got like a hundred lives each team or something. So it's a bit like Call of Duty sort of style. Yeah. But it's mad because everybody's got a different car because you can't you can get them off the workshop and that. But other than that, everybody's built their own machine. So yeah. uh, and you'll, you'll get people build something that looks like something so you might get a grandfather clock with a gun on the top yeah. because all the blocks are different shapes and sizes but you can change the colors and like that so yeah. you've got like a grandfather clock on four wheels with a massive gun on the top yeah. it, it, and it's funny because you do you get people coming in like with like i think the funniest one i saw was one of the guys on our team and he said i'm going to try something new and he just made because you've got like a 30 by 30 square block you know, like when you was at school and you had like the units, tens, them little square things and it had all yeah. the, little, the little lines on it. So you can like, there's a unit is one square and then yeah. you had like the tens, which was four squares together. And then you had the big one, wouldn't you? Which is like a massive block of squares all together. And what this guy had done, he'd done the outline of it. So he'd done, imagine a square, but just the outline on the floor. And then he'd done a square up. So it was like a hollow cube and he just had rows of guns. But this thing was massive and it had like four tiny shopping cart wheels on it. <laughs> and so it was just like the physics in this game are realistic so if you put too much weight on it and you only have enough um like it tells you the uplift of like your hovercraft things 
So yeah. say you've got like a little jet, a medium jet, or a big jet. If you get like four little jets, it'll add up to say 20 uplift, and then you've got 21, and the one block is on the left. As you take off, your ship will swing to the left slightly, and it will it will it will drop down one side. The physics are perfectly like realistic. So you do have to balance things out, the weight and everything, if you've got hovercraft, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, Robocraft, man. I think you should check it out if you like this game because it's a game you'd probably get yeah. pretty addicted to. Yeah. And it's free to but play, that, so check it out. But that was my my game for this, this month. That's cool. No, no, it's quite good because uh, even though, to me, it looked like it was a bit open and there was nothing to really get out of it but fun, which is what a game's about anyway. Maybe I'm going <laughs> off track a bit. Um, but the thing is, go back to your bush. Yeah. Maybe I, I've I lost my I'll, gaming. I'll try this game out. Yeah. I, yeah. I think I think the way games are evolving, you know, you get, it's hard not to get caught up in the way things are happening. Even though, like, Hans, Hans has gone now because he has to cut <laughs> off the podcast. But he's totally dead against it because he believes that this is destroying his kind of games that he plays. A game yeah. that's been completely finished and he buys it. I can't it. understand where he's coming from. Yeah. From that. And because they're all going indie games, microtransactions, free to play, it's destroying the creators making the games that he loves. So I can see why he's annoyed about it. Yeah. But I can't help. Like I say, PUBG, if I'm going to make two quid out of having a, playing a game and winning a crate, whether I play <laughs> properly or not, because even if I play properly, I would still win crates and sell them. So, you know, it's just the way games are going nowadays. You just go with the flow, don't you? And that's the way it's going. That's the way I'm going with it. I don't believe that you can stop these things. Hans believes that if you boycott you are the everyone, problem. <laughs> yeah, if you boycott everyone and don't buy their games, then it'll all stop. But the point is, I don't think I'm powerful enough to ever stop the, the way things are going anyway. And nor my whole community, if we all stop, yeah. we just miss out it's, on playing a game. And as well, no it's all about the next one. generation. So Hans is a bit old school. So yeah. he's stuck in his ways of his gaming from the past. And so when it changes to the new and it's like what your kids will be getting into. Yeah. Hans looks at it and he's like, nah, yeah. that's wrong. Just like what like you're that. saying about the, about the older people with the uh, technology. Technology, yeah. Hans is stuck. But he's older than us, Hans, isn't he? So uh, maybe that's his yeah. problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I think that's the end of the gaming section, isn't it? Yep. Yep. So that brings us to the questions. Well, we've got quite a lot of questions this month. So I'll read out as normal the question who it's from and then we can sort of have a little chat about it and get into what our answers are. Right, you ready, boys? Yep. Right, the first question is for Trevnod. And he says, right, so I'll put my question forward for the next pod. Would you guys recommend getting a 1080 Ti or would you recommend going for the next series of NVIDIA chip? I play Rust a lot and like to play in 4K with ideally 60 frames per second. I get between 40 and 60, depending on what's happening. So would the 1080 Ti be enough for 60 frames at 4K, or is it best waiting? Also, what do we think of Rust? Right, now, first up, I, I don't play in 4K, so I'm not 100%. I could have played it, but I didn't get a chance to get the computer downstairs to plug it into the 4K monitor. But I did do a lot of um, digging and looking into it at people that play, and the way it sticks out for me is a 1080 Ti will give you between 54 and 65 frames per second on full graphics. So one 1080 Ti isn't really enough to keep you over that 60 frames, but it will keep you just under. So one 1080 Ti is not able to give you stable 60 FPS. Yeah, it, got, it ranges no from way. 54 to 65. But Depends on the game and optimization. Yeah, well, we're talking about Rust. Just yeah. Rust I'm talking about. 
Okay. And in Rust, you, you will get a range from 54 to 65 frames per second at 4K, and you'll get a, a steady 100 frames or just above on 1440. So if you're happy to be just under, then the 1080 Ti is good. But if you want to be over that and 100% over that, you would need to go for two 1080 Ti's, or you'd have to go for the next chip that comes out. Which, hands? you know more about the chips when they come out. When's the next one released? It should be the first quarter of next year. And that's Volta, isn't it? It should be Volta or, or the refresh of uh, Pascal. Yeah, so... There's really nothing nothing concrete as of yet. Yeah, so it's, it got, it's all dependent on time, really. Unless you want to go for two 1080 Ti's, which is a lot more money, the other option is waiting for, what, a good half a year, I'd say, wouldn't you? Yeah. At least, yeah. But Yeah, so... Yeah. But it depends on what game as well, because Jansen, I know you've got 1070, but you've got the Hoff version, which is highly overclocked. And I know even you're getting high frames at 4K, and you're in certain games. Yeah, so I have i can't remember what we did. There was one game that we we were testing in the beginning, and I was getting 60 frames a second. That was Doom, in, I think. In 4K. Yeah, but it is, that's the thing. It's going to range from game to game, and like yeah. if you've got a poor optimised game then it's going to be reliant on the game. You can yeah, play cause... some games and it'll be fine. I, I think it depends on what games you're mainly going to be playing. If you're just going to go for Rust, personally, I would go for a 1080 Ti. And then yeah. when it gets closer to next year, that will hold its price pretty well and then sell that off and then put the money back into the next one. That's what I do, personally. What do you guys do? Uh, it depends on how big the jump is, of course. Hmm. Lee, what have you? What card have you got in your computer? Nine eighty Ti. And what monitor are you running? Ultra wide. What, do you know? Have you played Rust on yours or not? I've not played Rust for a while now. Because oh, I thought you was into Rust. But I was. It just takes so long. It's a game you've got to put a lot of hours into. Yeah, yeah. I played Rust for quite a long time, but it was when it first came out, and the graphics were a lot worse. I played it recently, but I couldn't just couldn't get back into it. I set up our own server for it, and we started playing. Me and Matt was playing, and there wasn't a lot of people, and you need a lot of people in the server to play, don't you? And yeah, definitely. Yeah. We sort of... The graphics do look really nice, don't get me wrong, so I can understand why you want it to be 60 frames at 4K. But the game for me, I got back into it. The graphics did look really, really nice, but me and Matt just didn't have enough people to play with, and we was building and stuff, and we sort of just dropped off at the end. We didn't, we didn't really get back into it. But if there's enough people, someone did say in the community, like, they're, they're well up for getting into an, and someone else's server... And us lot just coming in as Extreme Peace UK, all gathering together and working as a team to play the game. I'd be well up for that. Would you not be up for that or not? I'd be up for that. It's a good yeah. game. It's just a lot of time you've got to put into it. Yeah, but if we yeah. played it where we're all on... A lot of us are on UK time around 8 o'clock for a couple of hours. If we'd done that over a period of time, we'd probably do pretty well. There is servers where you can go on like a 10 times server. Okay. So you, you can gather wood a lot, lot quicker. Um, yeah. Gather stone, ores, so... It quickens it up a lot. Yeah, I, I don't mind it being slow. I quite like games that are slow that you have to work for. So when you've got that Top Gun or you've got that new stuff, you know you're, yeah. you you've, you've put the time and effort in, and, and the people that drop off early, then they get wiped out. You know. So the I don't problem mind. is though, you you log in the next day and your base is gone, and you're back to square one. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that would oh, that would make me leave. Yeah, that's why if you go on a ten times server, it is better. Yeah. Have you ever played you Ark? Think- I've never played Ark, no. Ark, you might find that you really like Ark, because this game, we sort of went from this game to Ark. In Ark, obviously, you can 
tame animals and so you can build up your own little army of animals but then you can build when you get off the server you leave all your animals at your base so if you've got like a t-rex no one wants to come and try and take your base down because they know they're going to get eaten all right really really nice multiplayer you can have safe zones you can have pvp and pve but so i was thinking about building this another arc server because we had an arc server running for a few quite a few months like six months and there was a lot of us on there and it was really good because in that game as well it's not just all fighting against each other building bases you've actually got a game story as well so you've got to go and you've got to find these rare items and these rare items will then spawn a massive monster but it's really really hard um so that might be something to get into as well but yeah getting back to the question yeah 54 frames to 65 frames you know it's not it's not that much difference maybe you could overclock and get a little bit more out of it but you're pretty much there but you're just just very slightly short if you've got the option to get two 1080 ti's they'll last you quite a long time maybe past when the new card even comes out because hands you'll know this because i can't remember they're going to start with the lower end cards anyway and they coming out uh, most likely they start with the mid-range card eh? yeah i thought it comes out with like it will be the 2010 because i think it's going to be the 20 series next isn't it not sure um there's not a lot of information it's either going to mm. be the pascal refresh or volta yeah. but not, I think with the release of, of Vega a few weeks back, or like a week back now, I'm not sure, um, the NVIDIA CEO said that uh, there's no need to rush uh, Volta now. Because really? of how, actually how bad it was compared to Pascal. <laughs> really? What I'm doing with mine is I've got a 1080 Ti, I've overclocked it, I've, ha- I've had to turn my overclock down because it's not necessary with what I'm playing at the moment. You got this, uh, the reference version, right? Yeah, I've got the reference. See, I don't believe in buying the overclocked version because you can just get it and overclock it yourself and save like 100 quid. Yeah, but they come out of the box like that, so who cares yeah, anyway? But, but even though it's come out of the box like that, it's only it's very simple to get it from a standard to what you've got. What's your overclock at? I bet it's not even that high. Do you know what I didn't you... overclock it yet. Uh, the standard clock, I think, is 1785. Yeah, exactly. That's and a I, standard I, I, it came out of the box. Uh, uh, yeah, that's, what it, that's overclocked out of the box as well. Yeah, I think yeah, the standard yeah. it comes is 1600. Yeah, something like that. And so you've got that tiny overclock, which I can do with a few sliders in a couple of seconds. I've got my one when I overclock it to over two gigs. I think it's two thousand yeah, fifty megahertz. Anymore. You know, so why would you pay a hundred pound extra? You got two cards, so you pay two hundred pound extra to have that. I know two hundred yeah, megahertz more. Us too. We didn't buy the cards when they were brand new. I mean, we yeah. we kind of paid the money that that they were going for at the start. Yeah. So we got we got the better card for the same money as it used to be. Yeah, that's fair enough then. I find my 1080, it's doing me well. There's nothing I can't play on max at the moment. I'm only playing at 1080 though, so fair play. I haven't got a 4K or a 1440 yet. I've got a 4K downstairs if I really wanted to, but I'm not actually that fussed at the moment. Graphics for me, they're, they're nice enough as they are on my screen. And like I said, Jansen, you like a massive monitor, don't you? Yeah. I'm playing on a 27-inch, which is quite small to today's monitors, so... With that size screen and having 1080 IPS, I find the graphics still look really nice. So it is personal preference. If you want to be latest, you want people to come around your house and go look at these impressive graphics and it's got to be the best, then I would go for two 1080 Ti's and get a, four, a nice 4K IPS screen. But other than that, I'd just stick to the 1080 and then next year when the new card comes out, trade it in and get the next newest card. That's what I do. So I've always got the latest card. What's your views, people? Same view or different? Different. I just wear them out. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> See, for me, I can't do what you do because you'll get a card and you'll just keep it going and going and going and going for like two years. 
until you think hold on a minute my card's not performing anymore it it's not there's there's four cards that are better than it i'll just get rid of these for pennies and i'll just whack another two grand down but for me i don't like doing that i'd rather give my card in for 600 quid put an extra 600 quid on top of it or an extra 200 quid whatever it is get a new one and then in a year's time do the same thing again and, and that way it's only a top-up rather than a brand new investment you know i sold my two titans for about 700 i think it was euros. yeah that's what i said 350 each isn't it yeah i'd say that to you at the beginning when you when you got them that's how much they'd be worth chance what do you, do you do about your card because i know you got the 1070 but you was thinking about getting the 1080 half weren't you yeah i was looking at the 1080 and i was thinking to myself like yeah shall i do the upgrade but i don't know it's because at the moment it still seems like this card is doing what it needs to do um, yeah and you're playing at 4k as well yeah, and so that's why there's no point where I think, oh, my card's let me down, I need to upgrade it. Yeah, but, and your card is actually clocked, overclocked the same as what mine is overclocked. You just get over two gigs as well, wouldn't you? Yeah, so it's the base clock is uh, 1,600. Yeah. Um, so it, it's a pretty good card, seeing as it's a 1070. Like when we did our tests before, it's kind of the, uh, the sweet spot. Yeah. for performance for because um, you've got to go by price as well and how much yeah. was your card 450 uh, 450 450 my yeah. card was what i think it was about 800 quid when i got it yeah so you know for that extra 350 quid and, and you're still playing at 4k just a little bit lower than me yeah. what are they going for now 1080 ti uh, i think they're going between i think you're getting between 705 i think the lowest one yeah. i saw recently thanks to the miners everything's more expensive now yeah and up to about 850 if you go for like the top top end ones that have got the walk corner and stuff and like you can get them like up a grand yeah like the the hoff version that i saw that everyone was going after i think that one was about 900 yeah but the thing is that is that's a different kettle of fish because the actual card itself is white the actual mm. card is white yeah the pcb and, yeah, yeah and it's actually got a clock on the side of it so when you put it in your computer you can see what the megahertz of the, the clock is running at on the side of the, where the lights are. So you can see that clock on the graphics yeah. card through the side of the machine. Yeah, so you've got like a, an LCD screen with information. Yeah. And then you've got the mechanical boost button on the back as well. Yeah, so you just press the button, it maxes it out automatically. Yeah. They, they put a bit of RGB in it as well. So you've got rings around the bands where the power connections are. I think they made those clear and they light up yeah but it is a really really nice card it's a special build card you know for really standing out but yeah getting back to the actual answer to the question i would say just get a 1080 ti and hold off uh, until and just stick with the the 54 to 65 frames because i don't think it's that that bad you know you might be lucky and get a good overclock because every card's different you might be able to get that 60 frames turn your graphics down a slight bit yeah but you know what it's like when you want the best Right, let's move on anyway. Hope for that. Hope that question was helpful for you and give us some feedback on what you actually do do, Trevnod, and let us know how you go if our information was helpful. Right, next question. Bortopolis has sent in a question for us and he says, Hi lads, question here. Which is better in the long run? A good sound card or a pair of really good headphones? Currently use a pair of Turtle Beach Times 12s that I had from an Xbox 360, but the sound was pretty bad for games like PUBG. After a bit of research, I decided to buy a license for a Razer surround software for 15 euros just today to create a virtual surround sound. A great piece of kit, but when it comes to up time to upgrade, I'll have to look into headsets and cards. 
Jansen, I believe your area is the sound. What do you think? More on the headphones than the sound card because your motherboard would put out pretty good sound. And if you've got cheap headphones, then its sound quality is not going to be that great. Yeah, I, I was going to say off the bat straight away when I saw Turtle Beach 12s, like your Xbox back in the day, wasn't it? Yeah, I've got an Astro A40s and they're 150 quid. The thing is that it comes with like a mix amp, its yeah. own mix amp. So mm. I plug it into mix amp and then I can split audios. I can split audios to my PS4. I can split audios to my PC. And then it makes it easy. Obviously, it makes it easier for me when I'm streaming. Because then if I want to listen to something without the stream listening, but the stream is still there and they can hear you guys or something like that, I can yeah. do that with this mix amp. And yeah. nowadays, you've got Turtle Beach, their new headsets, about 200 quid. Really? And it's the same thing, yeah. It's it's a it's a mix amp and the headset. The headset's really good quality as well. But obviously the mix amp plays a big part of art of it as well, because you can you can dampen sound, you can like make make sounds more like you can go into software and I think with the latest Astros, I've got like the mid range Astros, if you go to the latest ones, you can go into different softwares and you can change like if you want the footsteps to let sound more clearer. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And they give you all these options now, which I think it's better if you get a really good he- headphones that gives you all these options. And then, do you know what I mean? If you don't like what they sound like, you can change it. Yeah, see, for me, like I said back at the beginning, back from my Xbox 360 days when Turtle Beaches came out, you always had like Times 12 and you had these other ones, didn't you? There's all different levels. Back in the day, I remember people being like, yeah, you can hear footsteps in the game, you can hear this. But then very fast, they sort of went out of fashion and then all these new headsets came out. For me personally, Turtle Beach is something I'd always stay away from. I would go for like a, a, a proper nice headset, quality headset. I know you can get the expensive. You, you can get Beaches. you can get there's like you can get um Audio Technica headphones. Is it Biodynamics? I'm not sure. Biodynamics. There are some really good like studio grade headphones that are really good for like a lot of people on YouTube use it for gaming and stuff. Yeah. And they, do you know what I mean? But to, to be fair, my answer to this would be straight away. I, I wouldn't worry so much about buying software. I wouldn't worry about that. No. I would buy a really nice quality headphones and I would let your motherboard, depending on what motherboard you've got, if you've got a decent setup and a decent PC, which has got a nice motherboard and like an Asus like gaming motherboard, they've got sound cards built into the motherboards, which are really, really good. I find personally, like Jansen, you've got a studio, so you've got all these different setup. Wacky, you've got like your own setup with all your sound and bits and pieces yeah, going yeah. in PlayStation. So you're a bit different to me, but I'm just your normal gamer. I've just got my PC main box. I have headphones plugged into that. I believe if it's got a USB and it's got both the channels and that, it, it's fine. But I will always go for an expensive headphones. But I, I always tell people, don't worry, because a lot of people, when they ask me to build a PC, will be old school. And they'll be like, well, like, what sound card, should I, what sound blaster shall I get? Yeah, you know what I mean. Sound back in the, making a comeback as well. Because back in the day, you needed one of these to have decent sound, to have like yeah. five point one and stuff like that. Otherwise, you just got like a stereo output or something, didn't you? Yeah. Now, the new ones have all got like the top quality sound outputs. So I I tell people, don't worry about a sound card. It's just another one of your PCI slots getting fixed up. You know, taking up space. It's more stuff to plug in. It's more stuff to take power. Get a decent set of headphones. You don't have to worry about that. The sound quality is good enough to not worry about that. I don't know if you lot agree with me, but sound is is nothing compared to my graphics and my speed of my frames. 
Well, I understand what Wacky says. Like, it, it depends if you're very competitive as yeah, well. If you're competitive, yeah. you want the footsteps. I know, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Even if you get them headphones, you can still have, like you said, it comes with its own block and everything. You can turn their feet, the foot, the footsteps up. You can turn background noise up. You can cut I, out. I could turn voices. you guys down. Yeah, uh, yeah. You've got different channels for each thing, which you've got full control over. But that comes with the headset. Well, you yeah. can't just buy the headset alone. But yeah, the headset but, is a good quality headset. But the point I'm getting at is, Bortopolis has gone out and he's bought an actual software yeah, giving the just... quality of the virtual mm. surround. If you've got... You want the headset to back it up with. Yeah. So, personally, my view is... I, I would get rid of the Turtle Beaches because, personally, my view, I just don't like them. You know, they're the sort of headphones you have if you're just gaming, you're talking to your mate, you don't really care. You know, Casual it gives, gaming. It gives you the sound that you need, require, to play. If you want to go competitive next level, then you get a decent sound like sound setup. Like, I, and I would not get a sound card unless you want to do, like, Jansen does, making music or something where you need to have that really, really high-end quality. You know, if it's just for gaming, the sound card on the motherboard's fine. Just get a Well, them, them new Astros and then new, and then them, them new uh, Turtle Beach Elite Pros, they're used in eSports by yeah. pro players. So if you're very competitive, look at them. Yeah, and the thing is, it's, you get what you pay for. So if mm. you're spending 200 quid on a pair of headphones, you're going to get better quality than if you spend 30 quid. Yeah, And like you were saying, if you've got like the mix amp that comes with it, that will probably have digital to analog converter built into it. Yeah. And that will make a huge difference as well. And yeah. you'll have like a noise reduction and all these things will just be within that one box. Yeah. And that, that software that he's bought, the mix amp does it itself. Like I can yeah. turn surround sound off and I can turn it back on. Yeah. When you use your mix amp, do you have to have a separate program with it that comes with it, or no, do you have to just plug and play? Because for me, my headphones are—they're about ninety quid. I've got a Rocker Cat. You, you've all seen them on stream. Yeah, they're yeah. massive. My ears look massive. <laughs> but I will say, I've got really good sound quality in these headphones. The only bad yeah. thing about my headphones is they leave dents in the top of your head, which is really annoying. Well, um, then I know you're not looking to get them turtle beaches, but if you look at them turtle beaches, they actually make special cups for people that wear glasses. Oh, really? Yeah, because there's like a little indent, you know, where your glasses sit on your eyes. Yeah. They make a little indent inside the cushions, oh, so it fits cool. the glasses. But to be fair, like, maybe I'm just, you know how it is, when you've grown up with certain stuff, you sort of get a feel for it. It's like back in the yeah. day, you wouldn't buy a Skoda, would you? But now you'd buy one. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's the way, it's your, like, learning history of what you feel. Like, Xbox, I, I would never have bought the Turtle Beaches because... At the time, even though some people said they're really good, I've just grown over time like disliking them. Yeah, you know, it might be just I, personal I, I, preference. Just to put out there, I'll, I'll say just give a look, have a little look at the Turtle Beach Elite Pros and the Astro A40s, and just see what that does for you. If you're very like into gaming and having the the competitive edge of hearing people and being able to dampen noises and do what you've got to do to basically get the result of winning a game or something like that then look at them yeah but i i, I don't know if you guys agree with me you're both into sound more than me do you think he needs to use the virtual sound or is something you no. won't use no i wouldn't use it all right cool well, i hope that answers your question border police um, <laughs> i've got to be honest for me sounds not that important and i'm not that competitive i'm more into getting crates in the grass yeah. <laughs> <Get out. laughs> one thing as well though it's certain games have put a lot into the sound Sounds yeah good. if i play something like PUBG, 
the sound is just standard. It just it's just stereo sound. It's nothing special. Yeah. But if I play Battlefield One, that's in like Dolby Atmos. Atmos, yeah, yeah. So you're you're literally getting the best sound quality that you can get in it's that realistic, game. Realistic, isn't it? Yeah. So bullets flying past your head, and you're like ducking. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. but the thing is, what I've got to say though is, sound is a weird thing because people like me will just have as long as we've got sound, we don't care. Until you hear the sound quality in your headphones, then you go, hold on a minute. I've been missing out on this, and it is actually a lot more important than yeah. I actually thought it was. Yeah, so think when you're at home and you're watching your TV and then you put a film on and you're watching it with the TV speakers and then you think, hold on, I'll put my sound bar on. And the difference it makes watching that film yeah. compared to the standard sound. With the sub and yeah. when there's an actual explosion. The, yeah, the kind it of immerses rock. you into that film so yeah. much more, doesn't it? And well, I, it's, I feel it's, like it's the same. Exactly, when you, it's when you go into a cinema and yeah. you watch a movie, and their surround system is, like, top-notch. Yeah. Yeah, so overall, I think we would agree that we would go with the headphones, a really good quality headphones, not worry too much about programs, and just get some headphones that have got their own mixer built in. That's what you're sort of saying, isn't it, people? Yeah, don't worry yeah. about a sound card. Yeah. Don't worry if, about a sound card. Man. If you're like me, I, I have about I, I go for a pair of headphones at around 80 to 100 quid, and as long as I've got, like, 5.1, 7.1 I don't really worry about all the other footsteps and all that sort of business. I'm just happy to hear the sound. So another another good one that I I recommended to someone they bought is a HyperX Cloud, which is pretty good. All right, check that out. Check that out. Right, we've got one more question. I wonder who this question's from. And it's all gone quiet over there. <laughs> <laughs> you did that. You did, that did, did you do that because of his name? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This question's from Man City, which is quite funny because he's on here now, aren't you? Say hello. Hello. <laughs> Your question, which you sent, it was last month you sent this, wasn't it, as well? You sent it quite a long time ago now. You never um, knew you was going to be on here, did you? No, I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's get into his question. So you say, and you've got a couple of questions here, why do you guys do the podcast once a month? Have you considered doing it a weekly podcast? And two, I leave my PC on 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Is this the right thing to do or is it best to switch it off when I'm not on it? I genuinely want my PC most nights and at weekends. So firstly, why did you think it should be done weekly? Do you love us that much? Yes, for that reason. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, now to be totally honest, we used to do it. If you listen back to the first, I think, six months, we did it weekly. Yeah. All right. But what happened was we didn't have enough time to play the games and to talk about it and to get everyone together. And we sort of got to the point where we found ourselves playing games and rushing them. You know, like sometimes you just want to play a game, you just want to chill out, and then you might not play it for two days and you come back and play it again. If you do it weekly, you need to have a substantial amount of gaming on each game to be able to actually talk about it. So if you play, like, say, Far Cry 3, you need to get so far into the game, which a game like that is going to take you, like, I don't know, 30 hours or something which in a week you just don't have enough time. And we was also finding that all of us, if we wanted to talk about a game in a discussion, two of us need to play it. Two of us weren't getting enough time to actually play that game for long enough. So what we've done is we thought if we make it monthly, that gives enough time for everybody to play their own game and to play the same game and give us sort of enough time to write down all the points you want to talk about and stuff. So, yeah, that's simply why we started doing it monthly. And I've got to say as well, monthly... 
it keeps people being like, oh, when's the next episode out? If it's weekly, people sort of get bored. Right, yeah. You know? Yeah. I, you... I feel like it's, it's quality, isn't it? It's like we can put out better quality monthly than we could weekly. Yeah, because if you're putting out weekly, like if you look now, this podcast probably been two or three hours edited down to like two hours. And if we did that weekly, we would probably be putting out an hour or two hours each week, which means the people would listen to it but i find weekly ones i will listen to them and when i get to a bit that i don't really like like when jansen's boring voice comes on i'll be like oh I'll skip this bit <laughs> you know <laughs> or i go to sleep <laughs> <laughs> but yeah now nah, so that's simply why we do it because it just gives us more leeway to actually talk more in depth about what we're playing and stuff rather than rushing it no one wants to hear a rushed review you know yeah when i talk about my mouse and matt i want to go into detail even though Nick says that I like rattle on. Please, someone, but... someone. I don't, I, honestly, I've got to be honest. I think Jansen, when his heart's in something, he can talk forever about it, which you can. But I've got to yeah. say, you ha- a lot of the feedback we get is how good Jansen is at his reviews, how in-depth you go. I think sometimes I just get bored. Yeah. <laughs> Create a YouTube channel, Jans. Do it yourself. Yeah, do it yeah. yourself. It's yeah. like, it's because you can't wait to talk yourself. So it's like when I start talking, you're like itching to get the next word in. So you're like, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I do. I, honestly, I do think Jansen's reviews are really nice. And you do really do a, a good job. I think sometimes, think me, I go more on what the game is, how big it is. If it's AAA, we'll talk long. If it's a little game, we'll talk little. But Jansen yeah. wants, you put the quality in whatever game it is. You want to talk everything about it, which is fair enough. Yeah. Well, I, that's if I liked the game. Otherwise, I'd kick you off. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Uh, in all seriousness, yeah, that's why we do that. Right. Question number two. Why do you leave your PC on 24 hours a day? Why do I leave it on? Just so when I do come to my PC, it's just there. It's instant without having to wait for it to load up. You know, whenever you hear like the IT crowd or anything, it's like switch it off and on again if there's a problem. Yes. That is purely because when you leave it on over a long period of time... Even in offices, say they because they need their pieces on all the time. Ninety percent of the time, the reason why the IT guy says switch it off and on again is because that period of time it's been left on is where it gets little little errors and little updates and things go wrong. And we got to do is switch it off and on again, and it sort of ninety percent of the time will reset whatever it is and it will start working good again. Okay. I personally switch my computer off every time I'm not on it. I switch it on and off multiple times a day. I do that. Sometimes I think it stems from when I had water cooling, when you've got a proper custom water cooler going and you've got all these tubes of water going around. Obviously, you're not with the computer. You leave it on all the time. You sort of worry about it. Even though it never leaks, I've never had one leak on me ever. It's just one. Of, I'm one of them guys that goes around and switches my plugs off as I go out the front door. Do you do that? I don't. I don't go to that no. extent, but I do turn my PC off. Yeah, if I go downstairs, if I'm going out the front door, I'll just roll, stroll around the house. I'll switch every plug off. You need one of them apps with all them. Yeah. You just press the button and it turns everything off. <laughs> the whole house Smart plugs, down. that's it. Yeah. <laughs> or just one of them big, big things that you pull down. Right yeah. there. All right, we're leaving. Like a Frankenstein switch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> As I turn my power on again, the whole street starts dimming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, now I, I always have turned mine off and I do get people going, why are you switching it on and off all the time? It's dangerous for it. It can break it and... Do you know what? At the end of the day, you can do whatever you want to do. If you want to leave it on and you're happy to leave it on, the only thing I'd say by leaving it on, you do get a little, uh, quite a lot more issues 
where it's been left on for such a long period of time in my experience. You know, I can go into an office and someone will be like, my computer's got this issue. I'll switch it off, reboot it, refreshes the whole startup and that, and it runs nice and smooth again. Like, And they've been thinking there's a problem, but they haven't tried switching it off. But that said, computers are designed to stay on. I, I personally, a gaming PC, I wouldn't leave it on because you've got all these hot components running. The, obviously, your graphics card, uh, I know the newer ones now, they, the fans turn off on that if it's not hot. But, you know, why would you want to leave all of your components in there just working for no reason? Your mm. graphics card, say it's got a life of 10 years. If you leave your computer on all day, every day, surely that life's going to be shorter. But I'm never yeah. going to have my graphics card for 10 years. That is this true. is what I was going to say as well. That's what it's I say like, to people about overclocking. <laughs> it's like everything has a lifespan. And it's it may be recommended that like your graphics card can run... 24 hours a day for five years but that's in perfect conditions your graphics card might have a life of two years and if you leave it on every day you're going to use that two years up in two years but if you turn it off every time you're not using it you might get five years out of it but you you don't know until something breaks you don't know what its lifespan is but you shorten that lifespan by leaving it on right Not, not just that it's like dust as well you know, the whole time your computer's on, it's sucking dust in, it's blowing dust out, and it's going over all the components and that. Your computer is going to be all your bearings and your fans. They're all going to be getting worn. You know, have you ever heard a fan once the bearings have gone in it? It's all yeah. loose and it's really horrible sound. If yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it's yeah. the li- lifespan yeah. of everything, all your components, like every single thing. It's like the longer you leave it on, the shorter its life's going to be. And it's, it's like a light bulb. You've got like 10,000 hours in a light bulb if you left it on the whole time, you're going to get 10,000 hours. But the thing is, with me, like I've got a NAS, and that's a NAS that I built. So it's running off a motherboard, a processor, RAM, like a little mini PC. And it's got four hard drives in it. Fanless. And, yeah, and it's fanless. So that is running 24 hours a day. And I've had that for about four years now. The only moving mechanical part, though, is the hard drive, isn't it? Yeah, mechanical hard drives but they're the western digital reds and so they're designed for nas and they recommend you to keep them on because they say by spinning up and down that's what wears them out but to spin constantly that's how they will last longer yeah so i never turn it off and it's it's always on and in four years i've never had a problem until about two months ago the power supply blew and the power supply wasn't great because it was the one that came with the case. So it was a fractal case and it was a fractal, pretty cheap SFX, smaller form factor PSU. And yeah, it just burnt out over Never time. Never scrimp on the PSU. Yeah, exactly. And so that's why I bought a new one and I bought a Silverstone one. And it's a silver rated PSU because I know that that will last the lifetime of it now. It's not just that as well. When your NAS would have powered down or when it would have gone off because of the power supply, you don't know. And I remember you saying this. You bought a motherboard, you bought all the different parts because you hmm. couldn't actually work out what was broken because the PSU, you don't know how much damage it had done, Hmm. which is another problem of a cheap power supply. When it goes down, you don't know what it's going to short, what it's going to blow. Yeah, it could have taken out the whole thing. Yeah. Um, the thing with me is my NAS is run on free NAS, so it's software-based RAID. So even if the whole thing blew up, as long as I've got that 
USB that's got the operating system on it. I can replace everything, boot it back up, and it will rebuild itself yeah. like pretty easily. But lucky for me, it was just a PSU, but it's just general wear and tear. And that's the thing, that, that was a cheap PSU. And because it's been left on 24 hours a day, it burnt out. But yeah, it's, for me, I personally think if you're not using something, turn it off. Because why have it running if you're not using it? It's a waste of electricity. It's wear and tear on the product. And something like a NAS, I've got, that runs everything. So all our computers save everything to that NAS. We've got media on there, all our music's on there. So it has to run 24 hours a day because we're, we're constantly on it. But with my PC, as soon as I'm done, I turn it off. And the screen, I turn that off. And I just think, well, it's better to be off and cold rather than leaving yeah. it on all night and it slowly dying. Well, it's like I've got the um, the reference 1080 Ti, which comes with a blower. You know, the one where it blows, the, the heat comes out the back of the computer rather than gets thrown upwards. Yeah. And even on idle, that is still throwing out some temperature. You know, if I left my computer just idling here, that would be enough to actually heat the room that it's in, you know, over a period of time. So if I left that on all night, this room would stay partially warm. Hmm. Uh, and in these temperatures that I'm in, it's like 28 or something in here now. If I leave that on, it's just blowing out even hotter air because the ambient temperature's up, which means that's up, and it means that's blowing out hot air, you know. So I, I switch it off just for that pure keeping my graphics cards, keeping my bearings, keeping my cooler, keeping everything just generally cooled down, you know. Yeah. Okay. Use it when you need to. But that, don't you find it annoys you leaving it on all the time with your graphics card blowing out heat? Uh, no, I find it just easy for me. Obviously, I'll take note of what you've said and I'll switch it off, I think. Yeah, because a lot of... A lot of I do find a lot of people will leave their computer on all the time. Like I think Tom, he leaves his on all the time. And I actually remember him saying the other day that something happened. I can't exactly remember what it was, but he came back and his PC, he could smell like heat and that's like burning smell. And it was hmm. because his computer was on and it got hot. A program was running when he weren't around. It came on and his card booted up and it obviously it was blowing hot air, but he wasn't around until he got home at night. Right. Uh, it, was, it was something along them lines, but that's the sort of thing which... I wouldn't like to happen, you know. I've got like six computers in one room running, and if I had all and, of them on, it's just like it's the power drain as well. You know, yeah. you're going to be taking that power from the wall all the time. It's just something I've always done. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I've got servers here that run. I've got home PCs which run, and they're just for like editing and stuff like that. They're not they're not gaming PCs, and they're designed to do that. You open up the side. The case has got direct fans, it's got fans running, it's got inlets and outlets for that, and it's designed to run at a temperature where it can run steady at max all the time. But, you know, your typical gaming PC is designed to run games, and it's designed to get hot, and it's designed to put out power. If that's what you've got running all the time, then you're going to be using all of that stuff all the time. As well, like PCs do have safety features that say your processor fan failed and your processor started heating up, it would get to a certain temperature and it would shut itself down. Yeah, switch off. Yeah, because it, they're like fail-safes. And so it's unlikely that your PC is going to set on fire or blow up or something like that because there are these fail-safes, yeah. but they're not 100%. Hmm. It's yeah. like... A, a prime example for you, yeah, you go away for the weekend and there's a big storm comes, you know, big power surge comes down, your hits your, your line... Comes yeah. down, bang, blow out your graphics card, your motherboard, everything. You're not there to, to actually be able to switch it off. Like, there's a storm around. I've got surge protection on all my plugs and that. 
But if there's a storm and I'm playing a computer, I actually say to the boys, look, it's, it's all thunder and lightning outside. I'm shutting down all my computers. I'll come back on tomorrow. Just because I think it's good practice. I don't know about you, Chance, if you do the same or not. I'm not that bothered about that because I, I'm the same. Like I've got surge protection on everything. But it's the same like your PSU. If you've got a decent quality PSU, it will be protected as well. So if it has a surge of power, yeah. it will blow an internal fuse rather than passing that power into the PC. But again, none of this stuff is 100%. Yeah. I've just been away for three days and left it on as well. But he's feeling yeah. all bad now. He's like, oh, I've been, I've been <laughs> such a bad now. dad to you, computer. <laughs> 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 will you actually switch your computer off now when you get off it? Yeah, yeah. I think, I, I think for a lot of people, it's just laziness. They're just like, do you know what? I can't have to wait for it it's to shut what down. what I'm used to now, yeah. 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 You've got faster boot speeds now as well. My old PC, remember how slow that was? It's okay. like you press the power button, you could go and make a cup of tea. Yeah, you come back, come it's back. ready. <laughs> but with my one now, because I've got like the M.2 SSD, pretty much I press that button in, I'd say, five seconds. And Yeah, uh, I will say, though, I've got a 5820K, which is a pro board, and because of the type of RAM it's got, it's got a like quad-channel RAM, it boots up a lot longer. Mine's like 25 seconds, even on fast boot. Hmm. In the grand scheme of things, to wait 25 seconds for your PC to turn on... Yeah, it's not much. It's, it's not it's a long not, time. It's like I said, it's, it's evolution. We start getting used to this stuff, and then anything out of the normal or slower than what you've had, it's like going back to a 720 HD screen. You wouldn't do it because you'd be like, nah, it's crap, I'm not doing that. Yeah, yeah. Once you've got something better, it's like your, your Mega Drive. You went from Master System to a Mega Drive. Then you thought, oh, I'll play Alex Kid again. You went back to it, and you're like, I can't, it's pixelated, I can't see it. Yeah. Like when you're watching Sky TV, you, you're watching a HD channel, yeah. then you turn over to a standard one, you're like, why does this look so bad? I, I've got to say that, <laughs> no disrespect to anyone older than myself, but a lot of the older generations that I come across, which I'm talking to about Sky or helping them out, like do something around like the Mrs. Mum and Dad's house, they're like, HD, I don't see the point of it. And I'm like, <laughs> look, turn the channel over and turn back. I can't really see the difference. What do you yeah. mean you can't see the difference? Same, same as my mum, mate. <laughs> why should i pay 10 pound extra i can watch yeah. it in like that yeah i've had that with 4k as well where it's like 4k that's just overkill hd is good enough yeah i, I was around yeah. uh, my missus dad's house the other day and uh, he wanted a new tv so we go down the shop and i'm like this is a good tv he goes no nah, no nah, i need one with a scart connection and I went, <laughs> seriously i said no one has a scart connection no more he's like but i need it and i'm like why he goes for my skybox and for my video player and i'm like <laughs> I'm like, but why? Why do you need it? He said, firstly, I want to be able to play my old videos. I said, look, just download them on YouTube or something. They'll be everywhere. Just watch them however. The files yeah. are easy to get hold of. Like, it'll be on YouTube or knocking about somewhere. You can't get like HDMI to yeah. Scott or something. Like that. But, but yeah. then I also said, he said, my Skybox, I record programs. And if I record HD, I can't fit enough on. I said, how, I said, how much percentage you used already? He goes, 40%. I said, so you've got like loads of room. Don't worry about it. No, nah, no, nah, it just annoys me. I'd rather have it in the normal channels <laughs> because I can know that I can fit everything on there. And I was just like mad. Like you can have this quality picture, but you, you want a scart lead. And <laughs> in the end, I just gave up because I was like, do you know what? You, you've got your heart set on this. Let's just find you one with this. And we found one. Yeah. But it, it, it's hard trying to tell people the way technology's going. I don't understand it. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, like my missus, mum and dad, their internet broadband, yeah. I think they've got 30 down, and they've got two boxes. 
they've got one box here that brings the fiber into the house and they've got another box for the wireless like two routers and i'm like yeah. look how long have you had this like 12 years i said if you rang them up and asked for another one they said yeah but they won't give it to us they want to charge us 30 quid i said get back on the phone to them tell them that you're leaving them you know you've been with them 12 years and they're not going to give you a free upgrade of the router and i even got on the phone myself and spoke to bt about it they said yeah we'll send you a router out the router never came <laughs> and i was like look bring them back and have it out with them and they were yeah. like we can't be bothered we don't know what we're talking about i said i'll do it just give me the phone i'll do it like, oh no nah, it's not worry about it. we don't mind hey, just the normal channels anyway yeah um, that's that, the older generation they think all this new stuff is just a gimmick yeah oh we don't need that with that stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> well i've got my new 4k tv i was like man what's your 4k thing look 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 and she was like i can't see the difference and i'm yeah, like yeah it's so much better. <laughs> yeah, I went to my granddad's other day. He's 93. And uh, he said, these boxes people are carrying around, they're crazy, aren't they? I said, what boxes? I said, what, one of these? I pulled my phone out. He goes, yeah, I can't believe it. Everyone says that they've got everything in that box nowadays. I said, yeah, everything is on there. I was going to show you. He's like, nah, I can't bother. <laughs> Give me a newspaper. Uh, yeah. yeah, the thing that blew away my girlfriend's dad was when I showed him Google Earth on my phone. Yeah. No. I can show you your house on my phone. Yeah. No, nah, you can't do that. And I've got <laughs> Google Earth, got the street map, showed him his front door. He yeah. went and looked outside. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing that? How are you looking at the front door? But yeah, it's it, older people just can't understand the reasons for all the new technology. I'll tell yeah. you the latest one that's got me, which I think mad, that is impressive. Have you seen the Google Translate app with the writing? No. That is well, the latest. You use your camera. Yeah, that's the latest one that I think mad that the processing power in that little app is mad. Basically, say you get like a page of Chinese writing on a white page. Yeah. 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 You just hold your phone over it and instantly it turns it, it takes the writing off of the page. So it's a white page still and it puts the English writing back on. So you're yeah. looking at an, a white page of English writing of what that but, one says. But, but it, was an, it actually was an, takes their writing off screen, though. It, it deletes yeah. their writing off and puts the English writing on. Yeah, because there was an app like this that came out about three, four years ago, and I think it was called Goggles or something like that, and yeah. it was it was a paid app, and it did the same thing. They were the first ones to do it, and yeah, you hold your phone in front of the writing, and it would change the writing into English, but if it, say, it was French, whatever it was written, the font, it would give you the similar font yeah. as well. And I was like, this is crazy. And this was like five years ago. Yeah, it's mad. Yeah, but I think like the Google one is obviously a much like more efficient version of that. Yeah, because I was in a room the other day uh, where it was like, a council room or something. And there was a thing on the wall that said welcome and had a little sentence in all in like loads of different languages. Because obviously mm. it was like a, um, a building that has to go out to everyone. And I just thought, do you know what? I'll test it out. So I put a camera up there and you see it. it and it, it, you can see it thinking. It starts changing words and flickering them about and then it finds the word it wants and then it puts it over the top. Mm. And it was like all of these words on there. It was absolutely mad the way it did it. And I'm yeah. like, and then it's just got loads, like 10, 10 lines of English saying, welcome to blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Madness, man. But yeah, other than that, I think you've learned your lesson about switching the computer off. I think we've bullied He'll you be enough. Off tonight. He wouldn't have switched his computer off for so long. It's so used to it now. He switched it off tonight and something to break. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll be blaming you. Switched it off and my graphics card died. They switch it off, it don't turn back on. Yeah. <laughs> that oh, might be what I'm afraid of, consciously. <laughs> right. 
So, anyway, people, that brings us to the end of the podcast for this month. So, uh, any questions you've got, send them into extremepeaceuk at gmail.com. You can do them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I would recommend the Discord. Jump on the Discord. You'll find the invite at extremepeaceuk.co.uk. Just go to the Discord button, click that, and it'll give you an invite. Get on our Discord either way, whether you want to come chat to us, play games with us. When we do see you on there, as soon as you log into your computer, we'll see you live. And we will probably invite you to jump into a game if you're playing a game similar to ours. So do that. Don't be shy. And apart from that, uh, we've got an Amazon link on our website. If you do buy from Amazon, feel free to go there. The the price for you stays the same, but it gives a little bit back to us. And uh, apart from that, I'd like to say thank you to all the subscribers from my Twitch channel, all the people paying in bits and just supporting us, basically, and helping us out. And apart from that, that brings us to the end of the show. So uh, thanks a lot for people for getting on. How did you feel, Lee, getting on? Yeah, very good. See you next week. (laughs) <laughs> next month <laughs> oh, he's pushing it yeah <laughs> but um, anyway yeah that brings us to the end I'll see everyone later cheers for listening thanks a lot people see you later bye 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 Dream PC UK.